2: You're listening to the Emerald flow show on the voices of wrestling podcast network. Welcome to episode 54 of the Emerald flow show.
1: We're a podcast on the Voices of wrestling podcast network. You can follow us on X at Emerald flow show and listen to us on all of your favorite podcast apps. And if you're on Apple podcasts, leave us a five star review and you can go to voices of wrestling.com. slash donate to donate to us. If you're feeling very generous, um, I'm back here. Paul is still in Japan, of course. And if you want to hear some of his perspective, uh, John Carroll released a very special, very rare these days, Wrestling Omikaze today about the Tokyo Dome show and the All Japan shows that they and Paul attended. So you can hear some of Paul's perspective because he got a, a very, I could see him on my screen. He got a very close seat to, uh, Charlie Dempsey versus Katsuhiko Nakajima and so if you want to hear about what like that was and like what the atmosphere in Yoyogi was for uh, Nakajima's entrance definitely check that out but joining me for this episode once again third time on the show I believe which is uh, pretty sure is a record of our of our guests although we haven't had that many guests is Dylan Fox of the Eastern Lariat. Dylan how are you doing? Gerard, it's so great to be back.
0: Third time is the charm, as some would say. Uh, But I I like all of our episodes together. I always love talking to you about this wonderful world of wrestling. Wonderful and at times insane, uh, as we'll probably get to a little bit as we get into it. Uh, But I'm ready to hit it up. Biggest time of the year in wrestling, especially Japanese pro wrestling, the start of the year. And the end of the year as well, last year. So uh, we're in the, the new heights doing big things, and hopefully everybody uh, really enjoys the show we put together today.
1: Yeah, so just to start off, how do you feel coming out of this? I haven't watched Wrestle Kingdom yet, but obviously Wrestle Kingdom is over. There's still New Year's Dash, but the sort of the week or so has come to an end. How are you feeling after that?
0: Yeah, I I I've enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, the dome show wasn't perfect, in my opinion. I won't get into spoilers, I know you haven't seen it yet. Um, but I will say one thing I liked about this year, they were able to really end it and recapture the feeling of spectacle that I think was missing the last couple of years. I mean, everybody had a big entrance, it felt like. Uh, and the Okada entrance to me is like literally one of the greatest entrances I can remember seeing ever (laughs) in wrestling. I thought it was spectacular. Uh, from a production standpoint, big step up for New Japan. All Japan. Uh, I mean, boy, we had so much to talk about, and we're going to talk about a lot of it now. <laughs> but uh, so many ups and downs, twists and turns, swerves, and you know, you know, nobody knows what's going on. Everybody thinks they know, and then it's a totally different thing that comes out. People are leaving, coming, and going. It's just crazy, man. And, and Noah is just—they're uh, uh, they're always in. A very interesting company, let's just say. Uh, You know, you could say quality-wise, you can make your own judgments, but Noah will always give us something to talk about. And I think we have a lot of things to talk about on this show, so uh, (laughs) yes, uh, I'm feeling good about that.
1: We have a few things to talk about with Noah, that's for sure. Um, So just really quick, going to get this out of the way, because I know you didn't get to see... show Dylan and I only watched the top two matches actually so far and I I wanted to go back and watch more but I didn't but I've got to talk about uh the great great version 7 uh on December 30th at Tokyo Dome City Hall drawing 1,507 fans which I don't know that's just filling up Cork and Hall (laughs) I don't know if that's really that great a number but by their standards it's it's decent I guess um but if you haven't seen it yet, you really need to go out of your way and watch Hayato Tamara versus T Hawk uh, for the G Rex title. You know, Tamara finally finishes the story after losing to uh, T Hawk in um, uh, at the sumo, the ill-fated Sumo Hall show, and it's just a great match. I mean, lots of big lariats, chops, and I thought T Hawk. Well, I mean, I think they were both great here, but I think T Hawk did a fantastic job with his selling uh, and the way that he put Tamara over. um, It really feels like, well, Great's booking is obviously spotty, but it feels like the company could definitely turn a corner here. Uh, I know that there's still some issues and everything like that, but um, yeah, I, I, I felt a lot better about the company coming out of at least watching the main event and everything like that. Um, so that's definitely worth checking out. And I also watched, of course, I had to, G-Infinity Tag Team title match. Uh, Jun Saito and Ray Saito defeated Soma Watanabe and Yuya Susumu in 1026 with a diving body press from Ray on Watanabe, which was a shocking ending to me. I can't believe they didn't just have Sumu take the pin. Um, I mean, it was fine. Uh, I know, Dylan, you're not... Uh, and neither of us on the show have been big Yuya Susumu fans uh, over the years. Is that correct? I
0: mean, he's definitely not somebody I would consider one of my favorites. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, so basically this was obviously like you no, know, Soma and Yuya trying to like, you know, outsmart and like sort of you know counter and and reversal um the the much larger Saitos. You know, I'll give Susumu credit. There was a couple of spots towards the end where he, like, got a surprise arm bar and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's nothing. I mean, you know, like a, a three-star match, six out of ten, whatever type thing. You don't have to go out of your way to see it. But it is the ninth defense for the Saito brothers, who are, um, I think, came out of this week looking pretty good, if you ask me. Or even better. And more and more people are saying it, Dylan. That's right. People are
0: jumping on the Saito brothers' train. Uh, people have been voting on the Eastern Lariat Awards uh, right now, which is available on our Twitter at Eastern Lariat. Everybody vote for those. We need as many votes as possible. Please
1: vote for yeah, them. I'm going to do my ballot uh, later today.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that, Gerard. We, I, we always value your vote, uh, of course. And uh, the Saito brothers have gotten a lot of votes for most improved in our awards. So uh, I am very happy to see them get some love here. I think they've continued to have a good run. Uh. You know, looking at this card it's very interesting. I told you off the air, I'm a huge T-Hawk fan. I think he's a really underrated guy by, by some people. I think he's been a really good champion. And, I mean, the number, that's about where stardom was uh, for the show, like, a few days later uh, at the same venue in Tokyo-Dome City Hall. And I think that this is where they ran the, uh, the one where it was T-Hawk at Soma, and you had high it was, like, in July 1st or something. And that, yeah, I'm looking it up right now, yeah, see, so this show is a little bit up from that at least, so it's at least up from the last time they were here. uh, Tamara is somebody I've always been a fan of as well. uh he's had it you know since he was twenty years old, pretty much it felt like you know when it, uh, you know, it's just a, a great guy uh for a zero one. he was there right away j t o his start. I uh, got a great look, great charisma, everything you want as a champion. he was the guy I thought they should build to to eventually pass the torch. And I think they've done a pretty good job. Uh, I hope that my my main issue with this whole company, really, but especially the champion, it goes back to when Lindemann was the champion when he first won the title. I've never thought they've really done a good job of making the champion seem like the dude in the promotion. You know, because you're constantly pulling guys out of the main event. You put like you know a random New Japan match with Nagata or something on the top. Yeah. Uh, or a death match, or you're putting Lindemann in one of these leagues in New Japan. Or you He's have like your champion place. lose
1: to another company's champion.
0: Yeah, T.O.X. case, he lost directly to Nagata. In the, in, the, in that case, uh, he did get to the final of the Champion Carnival, which was was good enough for me. Compare that to Lindemann in the best yeah. ju- uh, Super Juniors, was, like sure. seventh place or something. So uh, they did all right in all Japan, and he did really good. I thought the match with Ashina was great. Match with Nagata was pretty good, like n- nothing super spectacular. But if you look at his matches, I thought the Ishida match is one of the more underrated matches of the year, the one where he won the title in April. Uh, I thought that was a fantastic mm-hmm. performance. Him and Soma had a really good match. The first match with him and Tomaro was, you know, probably the one thing that wasn't terrible. on that <laughs> The Sumo Hall show, uh, pretty much. It was like there was life to it, at least. Uh, a lot of people thought, and I do too. I mean, especially now that we've seen it. Why didn't he they just put the title on him? But the same thing happened with Lindemann, remember? Where it was he him and Ishida fought and then he beat Ishida for no reason, and then they just went right back to Ishida a week later. So yeah. again, we're we're seeing some growth at least. The last time they did this with a week gap, this time they at least did it with four months gap. So they're seeing improvements at least with how they've handled the title.
1: And they're actually gonna do the like the Royal Rumble gimmick for the title shot later in the show again later this month. But uh, I think Tamara will survive that challenge this time, though. Yeah. Who do you think it could be? I don't know. You could put anyone in there.
0: Uh, that's the thing about that's the thing about this whole company. I mean, look at this show had Colt Cabana on it in, yeah. in the undercard. You could literally do anything with anybody, and it makes it kind of hard to connect with. Even though a, a lot of the times I actually think their wrestling is pretty good, and their shows are really easy to watch almost all the time. Uh, so... It's a really weird company. They do some things I like, and there's definitely some things I don't like, eh, but I do think there's good to be had, and maybe maybe it can lead to a fun match. No matter who they pick, I mean, you look at their roster, uh, you're probably going to get
1: a pretty good match out of it, no no matter who wins that Rumble. Yeah, and I think this is this is their opportunity, especially because Tamar's coming off of big wins over, um, like, or pinning, like, Miyahara and Suwama yep. in the Real World Tag League. I think they have a chance to really... um. Finally, make Tamara into a guy, unlike some of the issues with T Hawk and especially Al Lindeman. It's going to be interesting where T Hawk goes from this because
0: I don't know if you're you know, how much you watch of DG, but Yoshioka had a a great title reign uh, like a year ago, uh, you know, where he was doing good things and it felt like he was growing as the champion, and then he lost it. And, I, and it was nothing wrong with him losing it when he did. It was fine. Um, but after he lost it, he really, like, got lost in the shuffle, pretty much. Like, really didn't do a lot. And, and Lindemann and, and Gl- Glade is, like, kind of similar, where he was having a lot of great matches as a champion, even though I don't like how they booked them sometimes. But mm-hmm. he was doing a lot of great things. And then this year came, after he lost the title, his year has basically been a total wash. You know, like, there's wash. nothing special he about it. He
1: didn't look particularly interested in most of his junior title reign. And all this well,
0: yeah, and all Japan, even in his home promotion, he, I just it, he it's the same thing with Yoshioka. I feel like because when Yoshioka was in N one, it was like this guy is totally like coasting by, like like there's nothing he's bringing to the table that's special. them in the same thing, and that's an opportunity, you know, to get a title in all Japan. That's an opportunity. I, I get it. The junior title is not exactly the main division or anything like that, but it's a chance. And I don't think he did a lot. And it felt like you see these guys become the world champion. Um, I, I am a fan of Yoshioka's. I know some people didn't think that his title reign was that good, but, I mean, compare him to Kakuta's title reign in DG, and I, I thought Yoshioka did a lot better. Uh, but regardless, you see these guys become the champion, and, and they have these big title reigns, and then they drop it, and then they fall off. Uh, you know, somebody like Tamurai, he's got the belt. I think he's going to do great things, like you said. Uh, they've got a chance to make him a guy. Uh, T-Hawk, though, now without the belt, where's he going to go? Because let's remember, when Lindemann was champion... T-Hawk was the one that wasn't doing anything. I mean, his year last year was basically yeah. nothing. And uh, is that how it's going to go with him again? Or are they going to try and do a little bit better to keep some form of consistency within the promotion and how they book? I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, he, even with Shima, whose you know, fingerprints are clearly over the booking, he couldn't necessarily find anything for his boys to do.
0: No, no, it's just a, a product of the promotion for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, and, and Kaz
1: Hayashi is going to be retiring.
0: Ah, man, he's an underrated guy. Man. Absolutely. Uh, like yeah. I, I I only know him as Glacier 2, actually, uh, back at WCW. Well, you know, he
1: was uh, responsible for the very underrated uh, All Japan Junior Renaissance of the mid Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was the guy with
0: that. I mean... He was one of the big beneficiaries of the Muto run as like the owner of all Japan, where he was, you know, doing big things in the booking. He had a, he poured multiple tag teams. He won the the Real World Tag League with Satoshi Kojima, uh, when Kojima was really on the rise. That uh, had a great junior run, and as the Booker, he really orchestrated so many great moments, uh, through for multiple champions. Whether it was him, everybody always point to Omega, uh, you know, Shuji Kondo and stuff at that day, and he was a. Yeah, Nakajima as well. Yeah, so the, the, in the old days, the pre inoki a <laughs> Nakajima, uh, <laughs> that, that was in all Japan. Uh, he's another guy. He really worked. I know for a fact that he busted his ass in Wrestle 1 after Muto abandoned everybody. <laughs> you know, the yeah. last couple of years of Russell 1. He really was the glue that kept that thing afloat because that thing could have gone down years before it did but he was the one that was really making things happen. He's got a great mind for the business by all intents and purposes, and a really, really good worker. Uh, Never gets his due. Uh, Team 246 is a great tag team, too. Um, And that's something I love, too, They're a a case of a team that were best friends in real life and also like became like, you know, a great tag team in the ring. You know, you saw that like Zeus and Bodyguard when they were a team, you know, like, you know, ran the gym together, but were also great partners in the ring. Nagata and Akadishi was another one. So you get these real life friend teams. I always loved them. So Cass, I actually uh, really liked that guy a lot. Never really got his roses, but has had a long, steady career and, Looks like it's time for him to, to move on, but I'm sure he'll still be around in the company as like a, a behind-the-scenes dude.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's... Well, I mean, his input would be more uh, welcome than Shima. <laughs> so.
0: Well, yeah, Shima... Well, he Shima, though, He's he, he's got the politicking boost that I don't think Hayashi may not be able to match him with. No, I don't think so. I don't think many people can match Shima in that game. No, it's very rare someone can score a seven-figure deal out of a fledgling company, but he is one that can claim that he has.
1: And yet, still, somehow, someone convinced him to allow Anzai to pin him. Listen,
0: you can't. Nobody can deny Anzai's (laughs) talent. Okay, even him, he knows that a legend is is here, and he wants to be on the ground floor and say, "Yep, beating me was the step that turned it around for him. That made him make the jump to being who he is."
1: <laughs> All right, so that's great, and so we move on to Noah the New Year uh, at ariaki Arena. That was on January second, uh, and they drew five thousand one hundred thirty-five fans, which I mean is sort of is up for Noah, especially post brutal retirement. But you got to sort of think that abushi versus Marufuji should have drew more, right?
0: You know, it's hard to argue. It's somewhat similar to the Wrestle Kingdom number, where it's hard to spin this. You've done basically half as many people this year as you did one year ago uh, for the same show. Obviously, a different building in Ariake this year. But the fact remains, you did half as many people. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can call this show a success. But... It could have been a lot worse uh, as well. When you look at a lot of their numbers heading into the show, yeah. I personally was expecting lower. Uh, in all honesty, uh, I, th- I thought this could easily dip below four thousand and get back to where they were. Uh, the last time they ran the show was uh, two thousand twenty-two. It was during the Muto buildup to last year's uh, New Year's show. It was like October, and they did thirty-seven hundred fans. Uh, I, I was thinking it might get down to around there, but they were able to get it to a five. You know, five k. I think it's pretty good. It's not great in, like, in the context of it comparing it to last year, but in the context of Noah right now and where they're at, I, I wouldn't say it was a bad number. It could have been a lot worse. I wouldn't say it's a big success, though, either. I-, I just think that this was about as good as you could hope for and skate by, although the main event uh, may may not be as good as anybody had hoped for.
1: Mm-hmm. So to start off, we had Ateishi Ozawa defeating Yuowat in 524 with the Japanese leg Roll clutch hold. Big moment for Owada. This is his first pinfall victory over Ozawa, I believe. So they're sort of trying to level up the uh the rookies. I mean, I thought this was very solid. And I mean, I'm still think that Ozawa could be something, and he is the guy. Yeah. But uh, you know, now it's like giving him a little rival in the opening matches where you don't know how it's gonna go is, is fine.
0: Yeah, well done. Uh very short. Uh, basic rookie match, but I'm with you. I like Ozawa. Uh, I think he's a guy that definitely has a lot of potential. In Noah, it's hard to tell because, you know, there's guys that just linger on, you know, pretty much forever, it seems like, in the undercard well, I feel like we'll be having the same conversation five years from now uh, about Ozawa uh, in these openers and uh, Iwata as well. But <laughs> like, like you said, it gave him a nice little, you know, spice up these opening matches pretty much. And, and I like Ozawa a lot. I think that guy's got a lot of upside, uh, like really good. Uh, I think he carries himself well. Uh, his performance is really good and he works a unique style for, uh, you know, he kind of brings in a lot of the junior ish ways of the Noah heavyweights. But is has more size to him. So I'd like to see what he could do. Uh, but I think we'll be waiting for a while.
1: And then in the other dark match, Muhammad Yone at Sushi Katoge, super crazy and Teriyaki, defeated Deki and Abba, Hajime Ohara, Hiroki, and Kai Fujimura in 722 with the moonsault press from Katoge on Fujimura. I mean, it was what it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, set up the angle later, yeah. like Katoge getting the win. Yeah, uh, I mentioned this, uh, I did a Patreon review for the show on the uh, patreon.com slash eastern lariat and I mentioned I don't like the Salt as Kotike's finisher uh, I don't, it's, there's nothing wrong with how he does it, I just think the kill switch and stuff is a better move I guess they're trying to make him like more junior-y and stuff uh, by doing that but I always associate him with that uh, and the headbutts and things like that in his moonset, I hope he brings that back now that they're doing the faction uh, uh, Fujimura, another one of those young guys I talked about, that'll be forever in purgatory. Uh, in, well, he's in a Noah. junior,
1: so they might do something with him.
0: Yeah, we've been saying that for for so long That's now. That's true too. Uh, on there, and I mean, he's a. We, I mean, even Alejandro, like it, you know, the only way he could get over is in Dragon Gate, you know, or yeah. get pushed into Dragon Gate. So, uh, yeah, and Fujimura very talented. Teriyaki, I think, has done a good job. Oh, in yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very impressed. A guy I didn't know a, a whole hell of a lot about when he came in, but man, uh, got great fire. You could tell he loves being here in Japan. Sees it as a big opportunity. He's really made the most of it. Even though it was a, a smaller match, you're still in a really good venue, a historic. Um, area for Noah. it's not differ obviously which is the original home of uh noah but still like it's in ariaki uh they're doing things there it's a big show their biggest of the year good spot for teriyaki and uh kotige is one of my favorites in noah although he hasn't done a lot lately uh we'll see what we'll talk about more about
1: him later and then uh to start the show officially for the ghc junior heavy uh junior heavyweight tag team title in the three-way match johan tatasuke defeated dragonbane and alpha wolf and Ninja Mac and Alejandro. Uh, it was an elimination match, although nobody told the production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Or the they red played. Flag, it like. Yeah, they
1: played the music after the first elimination. And anyway, so Yohei eliminated Ninja Mac with a crucifix hold at eight forty-eight, and then Yohei eliminated Alpha Wolf uh, with like a miss kick um, at twelve twenty-four. I mean. Jo- apart from the little miscommunication, I mean, this was like, you know, go, go, go match to start the show. I would put a match like this in this spot. It was good, not, you know, super great or anything because you had a little snafu. Uh, I was a little surprised with the result. I I think they should have just kept them on Dragon Band and Alpha Wolf in all. And I like Yohei and Townscape, but I think this sort of, they were bringing something different to the the junior tag division, which needed something and could have used uh, longer reign from them, if you ask me.
0: Well, like you and Paul uh, say on the show, the only problem with them is that I wish they would wrestle in matches without the other one in them. Yeah. Maybe this will open the door for that. But I do agree with you, ultimately. I really like their run. I thought this was the worst match of their title reign, actually. Yeah. Um, You know, pretty clearly. And it was still alright. Like you said, like a three-star type of match, really. Like, uh, you know, it would have been better without the mess up. And then, like, the ending part between the the Yohei and Tadesque and Bane and Wolf, it was short. They only gave him, like, two minutes or something uh, after the, after that, it felt like. And uh, I thought they could have done a lot more with each other to make it more exciting. But uh, I will say that's a conversation me and Striga had on the Lariat. Was he was saying how he thought that some matches wouldn't get as much time. If you look at this show, pretty much every match, especially once we get to the singles matches... They all got a pretty decent amount of time. I thought they spaced the show out pretty well until, until the main event, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think everybody got a decent amount of time. I just didn't like that they, they did this with a junior match. I wish they would have gotten more time together at the end. Uh, but uh, they did a thing. Uh, Tadesuke had new gear uh, here. Uh, they look good. Anyway. I like them as a... T- yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I it looks... Uh, Tadesuke has never been a fashionista when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would claim him as... You know, winning any kind of best attire, awards, but that's but... part of
1: his charm,
0: yeah, exactly. He's this weird guy, but it, like you said, a charming weird about him. Uh, but yeah, they're a good team. Uh, we'll see what they do with it. And still, though, the only thing that I want, I, I will take all of these teams fighting each other forever as long as there's no more stinger tag teams involved or anything <laughs> like that.
1: Sure, yeah, that's the main thing, I think. And they still seem to be nowhere near. That for now, anyway. Yeah, for now. Uh, Next up, International Sensation match. Jake Lee, Jack Morris, and Anthony Green defeated El Hijo de Dr. Wagner Jr., Vinny Massaro, and Titus Alexander in 944 when Green pinned Massaro with the the M83. I enjoyed this match. I think it set out to do a couple of things. And you brought up a, a good point on your show. Like, you probably should have given something a bigger stage for Jack Morris on this show. Yeah. But I think that also at the same time that he's run into the sort of, we got to space everything out. Um, but I thought him and um, Titus Alexander looked good here. Um, I thought you said Jake Lee looked good here, but for some reason I don't barely remember anything Jake did in this match.
0: No, uh, Okay. When I said he looked good, I meant he literally looked good. I mean, you want to talk about new, new attire. <laughs> I, I love this. Now when he first came out with the hat we all laughed at him because it was so stupid of, of course but now he's gone so over the top with it with the cane the monocle he's basically gone full penguin from batman yeah right someone
1: compared him to Mr Peanut
0: <laughs> Yes exactly he's gone so far ridiculous with it how can you not love this you know I, like it's like we're laughing with him now uh, I'm, t- I'm all in on this insane, whatever he's trying to do. I, I have no idea what's going through, you know, who knows what's going through that head of um, Jake Lee. But I, and I've always liked him as a wrestler, uh, you know, his title reign, I think everybody respected well enough. Even, even you, uh, uh, Jake Lee disrespector in the past. Uh, I, I think <laughs> well, everybody. I'll,
1: I'll get, yeah. to, I'll get to something later uh, to put over Jake, but we'll see what happens afterwards.
0: I love the look, though. I I, th- I think it's awesome. It's not any- I I wouldn't put the title on him like this, but for a mid card guy, I mean, I love it. You know, I th- I think it's awesome.
1: Um, a little surprised they don't have any direction for they're considering he resigned with the company, which is at least a good sign for Noah. You didn't want to yeah, have totally. sort of like the people leaving type thing. And I'm really looking forward to Morris versus Titus Alexander because Alexander is just really impressed on those Monday yeah, magics totally. and everything. So that's going to be a big spot for him. Obviously, I think Morris is going to retain because, you know, Titus is only here for I don't know how long, but um, it's just through the Marvelous and West Coast Pro connection and everything like that. But that's going to be uh, a really important match, I think, for him. If he does want to stay with Noah longer term, or at least wrestle in Japan, I think that will be something that can help put him on the map. So in terms of getting some things accomplished, I have to give thumbs up to this match for that.
0: Yeah, I, I stand by what I said. I think if you're gonna put two belts on a guy, yeah. and then you ha- you don't have anything for him really for the biggest show of the year, why why do it then? And it's nothing against him. Like I I think we all respect him well enough. Uh, you know, a fine talent. It's just you're gonna double the you know double him up. Okay, you want to push a guy? I'm into it. You know, I I I like it. I think it's good to push mid carders and give them stuff like that. But then you don't go all the way with it. You give him these belts, and then don't give him an actual match on the show. It, I just didn't like that part at all. But it, he's fine, and the match was was pretty good. Uh, I like the good-looking guys as a crew as well. So I think it, it works out uh, all in all. I just I hope that they can do more. Or really, I think they should just get one of the belts off of Jack, whether it's the tag or the national title. Uh, either one of those. You know, he could be a champion. I just think double champion. If you're not going to push him, then why not? Like, on your biggest show, why not just giving that st- spot to somebody else.
1: Well, look, if I had a choice, I would get those tag titles off of them and back into Inaba and and yeah, and totally. Morse. I think Morse should benefit though from the national title. I think he, I think he would be good there.
0: And Titus is good too. Totally agree yeah. with your points on that. That should be a good match.
1: Yeah. Next up, Noah versus New Japan. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Masakidomia in fifteen oh four with the vertical drop brainbuster. I mean. It delivered. I mean, you expected. I mean, it was only the third match on the card and everything like that. But obviously, you know, they went out there, beat the crap out of each other. of blood from the headbutt. Um, ah, uh, this was the match of the show. I mean, really, to me.
0: Yeah, having, two guys like, who were really fiery. Uh, yeah. And like you know, you knew what this match was going to be. Mm-hmm. And like two guys who hit hard until and they're going to hit each other hard until one of them can't get up anymore and that's basically what happened here and and for me I I completely expected Ishii to win this uh even though it was uh, you know that's a little bit of a oh, different yeah, role for his...
1: sure.
0: yeah I didn't think they were going to have him lose out uh, especially cuz but... I
1: I expected the next match to go the way that it did too
0: yeah, yeah, yeah ex- exactly. Like, they weren't going to have everybody go over like that, so... Uh, and the match later as well, although, oh, yeah. you know... Yeah, so I knew they weren't going to have everybody win, and this was the easiest one to, have, to give Ishii a win over or Masa. And But uh, it was a good... Uh, they had great fiery interactions even before, uh, earlier in the year, to, or like last year, technically, uh, to build up to this, and uh, I'm glad that they did the match. It was a banger, like, legit. It, it wasn't like... um. To me, this didn't reach like the high, like the match of the year level some Ishii matches have. Uh, but for these two, I thought this was like oh, okay. This like we knew this was going to be great, and it met expectations. I wouldn't say it exceeded them. Yeah, but it definitely, it definitely met them. I would.
1: I mean, Kinnamiya I mean, me sometimes doesn't always live up in singles matches to what you. No, think no, I.
0: Yeah, I made that point before too. It's like point to his best match last year, like singles match.
1: I can't even. There, last year wasn't a cage that big match. Cool.
0: No, no, no. No, the cage match was a couple of years ago, that was great. Uh, like I mean, and it, you know, he showed up again for this match as well. But you're not looking at a lot of stuff where you're pointing like, oh yeah, that was him eru- erupting. Um, you know, a great tag team. Love him and In- Inaba as a tag team. But key to me, I said this too. The one thing I liked about this show is it set up starting points for everybody for this year. And for for Masa, I don't want this to be the peak, even though it was a great match. And with Ishii, you know you're going to get something great with him. But I don't want this to be the peak for Masa. I want this to be the stepping stone. He takes a step here, and by the end of the year, we see even better matches, and maybe he can get to that potential you, you mentioned.
1: Well, I have a question for you, Dylan. I know that there's a lot of turmoil going on in a certain other company, but if they manage to stabilize things, Given who seems to have a lot of influence in that company right now, two of the wrestlers, do you think he leaves Noah? You read my mind, Gerard. TNA has needed
0: a free agent, <laughs> and you you <laughs> knew exactly who they were going to call here. Uh, but no, no, with Noah, obviously, I think Nakajima leaving kind of threw everybody through a loop a, yeah. a, a little bit. You know, it's like okay. It seems like the whole company's like on shaking ground suddenly, um, and and I understand that, but I don't particularly think there's going to be this huge walkout of guys from no. No, but I I just
1: I just mean specifically him.
0: Well, obviously he has history w- with with Nakajima. At the end of the day, if they wanted to go that route, uh, see him. I still, it's just financially. I just yeah. wonder, like you know. I, I think that was a very bold move. And we'll talk about Nakajima later, but mm-hmm. it's not something I expect, uh, to say the least. Even even yeah. with even with Masa, uh, where he would go, you know, I think he's he's probably gonna stay in Noah, honestly. But maybe you know, you never know. Like nobody thought Nakajima was gonna leave when he did. And again, that's why it was so shocking. I think kind of shook everybody a little bit, because nobody expected it to happen. And with Masa, if he wanted to leave, I mean how. Like you know, he's been here for so long now and kind of always in the same spot, right? Yeah. It's not like he's had a yeah, you know, that cage match was basically his biggest moment in Noah, and it never really went anywhere beyond that. Like afterwards. Uh I think he's kind of reached his spot on the card, you know. Great tag worker can be that mid card power guy. But look, you would have said that same thing about Soya last year. Yeah. I think those guys were like in a very similar spot this past year. Soya really stepped up and worked himself into a main event spot on uh, New Year, although it wasn't in the actual main event, but a title match anyway. There's no reason Kitamiya can't do the same thing. It just takes some things falling his way. So I, especially seeing Soya this year, I definitely think he would want to stick it out and see if he can reach those same heights that Soya did.
1: That's a good point, too. Uh, there's, like... I, I would say that if you sort of take the main event out of the equation on this show, and I said this on the last episode that i recorded myself i think that we well who knows how much the stink of the main event is going to leave but i thought that we had hit the absolute like bottom of noah and it's only sort of up from here and obviously i think that there's opportunities to be had for a guy like kidemia
0: yeah absolutely and like i said this show the main event unfortunately i will talk about it more in depth but i do think that kind of overshadowed everything um, and I kind of pointed it out on my Twitter. Like, hey, there was actually some good stuff done on this show for setting up for the future. Because I think a lot of different guys got a little bit of a, a chance. Again, a starting point, a stepping stone moment here. And I think a lot of guys got it, but he's definitely won. Had a great match and proved that he could do that in the singles uh, ranks. Let's see where they go with him from here.
1: Mm-hmm. The next up in another Noah versus New Japan match, Goshi Ozaki defeated Satoshi Kojima in thirteen fifty six with the Goan Lariat. I mean, it was good. I don't want to overstate this, but Ghost showing his age slash the injuries catching up with him. Kojima remains timeless in a lot of ways. So this was a lot of fun. Like great finishing last few minutes, just a big lariat from each guy before you know Shiozaki sort of powered through and got the win. So so, but coming after and possibly coming after the previous match, you know these two were never gonna. I don't think uh, meet that. So, you know, I mean, it was still like a nice little match. I mean, you these guys would have to be in absolutely horrible shape to have a bad match with each other and everything like that. Uh, I don't know how you felt, Dylan. No, I feel the exact same
0: way. I totally agree. I think this match would have came across better if it had been before the Ishii and Kitamiya match. But they still did good. This is an easy match for these guys to have, in my opinion. Yeah not like perfect aesthetic comparisons, the cozy Lariat versus the go on Lariat, the battle of the chops. Both guys left their companies for all Japan. and went one point and then came back as well. So they have like a lot of like, you know, synchronicity between them. And I think they work the same way as well. I definitely agree with what you said. Go is not where he was a couple of years ago, but still uh, like for a mid card match, I thought this was perfectly enjoyable. Again, that three Mm -hmm. star, like type of type of range three and a quarter maybe, uh, and I think it would have been uh, it would have seemed a little bit better if it came earlier. But still, decent match, good showing for the vets here, and and uh, Go finally got his win back from Cyber Fight Fest.
1: Yeah, which I thought was pretty obvious. And then we got uh, we had uh, Muhammad Yone, Atsushi Kitoge. Uh, who else is in that unit?
0: Saito and Hiroki. Yes. A- Akitoshi Saito.
1: Yeah, Akitoshi, who got off of, up off from commentary uh to come in and they put on their team noah shirts um you know Kotoga is like the youngest guy in that unit at 38 years yes uh, <laughs> um what a weird group of, of people here so going back to go's condition i think that they realized that and they're cycling him down and this is just yeah, giving something for him to do yeah, I mean this is like
0: mid card at best gr- group of people here. And again, Kotage is like my favorite guy. Hey, him and Go were a great tag team uh, during their run in 2018. Mm. I said it, I said it before. I'll say it again. At one point, Kotage was like the most over person in Noah and a main eventer, and was tag team champions with Go. And it was like five years ago. It wasn't like a million years ago. Uh, but then things went a little crazy with the Cape, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now he's back as a junior. Um, I, I wish that they would let Kotage go team together again uh, and, and get some dynamic. Give Kotage some motivation, because I think he doesn't really have it right now and hasn't had it in a long time. He hasn't
1: had it, especially since Harada retired.
0: Totally agree. And that was one of the more memorable moments of last year, in my opinion, was Harada's retirement match, like the one-minute match they had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unbelievable thing there. But like you said, he just has, hasn't had anything to do, no motivation And the other guys are all like completely superfluous, in my opinion. Like, then Hiroki's all right, like a pretty good worker, but it's not like these guys are meaningful guys to the story of the company. Nor do I think they represent what a team Noah should, in my opinion. With Go, it makes sense, yes, but is this really the the like? Is this the new like home team kind of? You know, couldn't they have gotten somebody a little better, like, you know, on, on the team pretty much than, you know, Funky Express?
1: Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it is what it is.
0: What about Kaito? Like, shouldn't he be involved in this he somehow? Re- I yeah,
1: s- yeah, screaming for that for years. Things, but we'll talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about that <laughs> later. <laughs> so next up was the Great Sakuya Advent. Haruka Umasaki and Miyuki Takase defeated Great Sakuya and Nagisa Nozaki in 1346 when uh, Sakuya was uh, disqualified. Uh, we need to have a, a a talk about who had the worst uh, Joshi Great Muda tribute match.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, this one was better than the All Japan one, but that's not saying much at all. Um,
0: Let me tell you something, Gerard. This match was straight cheeks, in my opinion. Like, they couldn't do anything, right? It felt like. Uh, and the stuff with the chair was, like, so dumb. The finish sucked. Everybody sucked in this match. And they it's a shame because they're actually talented. Oh, through, yeah. Like all, like, all four of these. Movies. Kawahata is, like, one of my favorite indie joshi wrestlers. Very and unfair given- her
1: getting saddled with this. But, you know, it's probably a decent payday. I can't totally blame her.
0: Exactly. And I wish the fans, I mean, we saw it with the actress girls in, in all Japan, although the second time they came in, they responded a little bit better. Uh, yes. But the first match they had with all the actress girls and then this match here with Noah, um, like it was like the fans kind of actively rejected it. It felt like 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 we don't want this on uh, our show. And I was talking to somebody from Japan, an actual Japanese person, and I asked her about this match and she told me literally straight up, I don't care at all about this cosplay girl. Was basically <laughs> her, like her thing on the uh, Great Sakuya, and I mean, this is a deal. It felt like this is an indictment on Monday Magic's popularity, because yes. if you watch those sh- those shows, they've actually been building this up forever. Like it yeah. felt like, like pretty and much They've had every good Joshi Magic.
1: matches on Monday Magic.
0: Yeah, and Monday Magic's a good show. It is, uh, but but the, this crowd had, had no clue about any of that. It felt like going in there, and it was just like, oh. When will this end? Uh, and I, I was feeling that myself when they messed up the chair spot so bad, but a uh, tough spot for everybody involved. I hope for the best for all of them. Love seeing them, especially Nozaki. Who's like, I uh, had a long career. She's a vet, you know, the others are still relatively new and young and all that stuff, but this is a good chance. Like she was in wave forever. And now she's doing this Noah thing. Kawahata's got a great future ahead of her. Luminous is a great tag team, but you won't get any of that in this match. And hopefully, this is like a sign to go back to the drawing board. But I don't think they will. I think this is going to be a, a a regularly recurring feature. This a great well, Sakuya.
1: It's funny because Muto looked completely uninterested in, about any of this on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, wrestle one all over again. <laughs> but it will be up to him whether I would assume if he wants to cut bait on this, he can that will happen, but he probably wants us to go continue.
0: Yeah. He, Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but
1: maybe we'll, maybe we'll get lucky. <laughs> one of these, days I mean, we'll this should one. have just been Sakuya probably squashing someone with some fancy moves.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is our latest great Kabuki tribute gimmick that we have. So you knew that she had to, she couldn't be a normal wrestler. She had to be wild and crazy and, and the mist and the chair and all this crazy stuff. So you knew that's probably how that was going to go, but I do agree. Ideally, this would have been a quick match with somebody, uh, you know. You could you could pull anybody out really of, of the Joshi Indies. Just put her in there. Uh, let uh, Sakia look strong, hit the mist, and uh, do her thing. But it, it this this was an utter failure in my, in my opinion of, a, of an introduction.
1: Yeah, not good. Um, then, but it's in better debut news. Uh, we had the Alka Sasaki Pro Wrestling debut, Road to Pro Wrestler. Takashi Sugera defeated Alka Sasaki in 1102 with the Olympic Slam. Um, hey, I thought this was a good debut for Sasaki. I said before he's only 34 years old. He's in shape. He looks good. If there's something there, given where Noah is in terms of young talent, you got to go with him. And Sugera was the perfect um, guy to put him in with, in against. You know a little slow to start, but you know, the last couple of minutes were pretty good, and I thought it, it accomplished uh you know making Sasaki look like you know someone that is a pro wrestler. I mean, he even did a stunner at one point, didn't he?
0: And that's what I was gonna say that really stood out to me. This isn't just some dude they paid off to come in here. Yeah, this is a guy who likes wrestling and, and wants Noah. to be, yeah, and loves Noah. He wants to make this work, and he's booked again later in the month as well. So yeah. If this is a guy that's going to stick around, I definitely liked what I saw for our first ever match. Obviously, Sugira is like, it's going to be really hard to screw it up, you know, at that point. Like, you have yeah. to basically actively suck.
1: Yeah, I that. mean, if all, if all else fails, Sugira just beats the crap out of you. <laughs>
0: exactly. Like, that's how, that's how and you you end up having a really good match by the end of it. But he he didn't. He didn't mess up. Uh, they got it together. It had a pretty good match. I'm not going to sit here and say it was the greatest match ever or anything, but I would recommend it personally, like a three and a half, seven out of ten type of match. Yep. Uh, you know, it's maybe three three quarters, if, if you're yep. generous, but I liked what I saw. And again, much like I said about Kitamiya, I don't want this to be the peak for Sasaki. I right. want this to be the start, and by yep. the end of the year, we see him having some really strong matches that eclipse this. So, And I think he has every bit of potential to
1: do that. The only sort of question mark i have is that if he was willing to work more shows i think he could develop faster is my only sort of like concern i suppose depending on how far you want to go with him yeah um, he's not going to be doing like Yokohama radiant hall shows i don't think
0: uh, probably not i, I would i would say but i do like that they've already given him kind of a story mm-hmm. uh, with sasaki or Sasaki, i uh, was sugira as his mentor uh, kind of like you know, they kind of hugged it out after the match and he he helped them backstage. They're doing a tag team little run here, it looks like. So I love that idea. Put these two as a tag team. Maybe help him grow that way rather than singles matches. And maybe we'll see where he's at six or seven months from now. And if he's feeling spry enough and is like, hey, put me in that N1, maybe we'll see more then. But I like the idea of them as a tag team for now. Protect him yeah, sure. a little bit let them grow naturally. And I think they can have, and as just as a fan, I think they could have some great matches together with these two as a team.
1: Yep. Definitely. So that's a a bright spot in Noah right now. i got to give him credit for that. And next Yeah. um, Because, you know, there's not that many, but I do think that we're moving in, in a mostly positive direction somewhat. Um, Next up, Wrestling Symphony, Zack Sabre Jr. and Yoshinori Ogawa defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hayata in 1736 with the Orienteering with Napalm death from Sabre on Hayata. I mean, considering that this was just a road to uh, Wrestle Kingdom match, uh, you probably could have cut a couple of minutes off. But I mean, I always love seeing Sabre and Ogawa. I enjoyed Tanahashi and Sabre working together and Hayata was perfectly inoffensive in this. Uh, when you put him in with a bunch of, you know, great wrestlers, that usually happens. He becomes inoffensive. So, you know, it was it was good, not great.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Zach brought in the technical work. Tanahashi brought a great charisma about him. Hayata did all right selling. Like, he he wasn't bad. I don't think he, like, tanked the match or anything. I, I definitely think it went too long, and I wish they had cut some time off of it. I I didn't think there was any reason for it to go this long. But Like you said, Zach and Ogawa, a legacy team for Noah. I remember them in the junior tag division, uh, you know, all those years ago, and getting to do it again was probably cool for them. Tanahashi on the card is never a bad thing to have. Why he was teamed with Hayata, I don't know. Just <laughs> I, nothing, like, not, well, not even Hayata didn't work. have a
1: match, and he's still considered a top
0: he, guy. He's Hayata, so he must be in a top match, uh, according to Noah, but uh, you know, it's it's fine, like, it was a fine match, like, nothing wrong with it, but again. This isn't anything I, like, you know, nobody will remember this in a week, probably, if, if they do it now.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then, from there, we had GSC Junior Heavyweight title. Daga defeated Ada in 13 minutes with the Diablo Wings, which I thought was a surprising result. Um, Because I thought Ada was going to win here, and I thought, I guess we had incorrectly assumed that Daga was going to go focus on ring of honor. Cause he had been there, but uh, it looks like he's focusing on Noah. I mean, I think this, this was the proper length. This didn't need to go 20 minutes. It was perfectly fine. Uh, I thought maybe there was a chance that it could be better. If Ada was like going to win, he was going to be motivated to put something on, but like, you know, I don't think dog has been horrible or anything, but just like, a. uh, uh a three star or a, a six to seven out of 10 got topping out guy really i thought ada started the match
0: really hot but then it you know it that yeah. went away pretty quick early on um didn't Daga just win the title though that would have been a quick flip yeah and he well he
1: defended against Kondo.
0: oh yeah okay um you know i don't know uh Neither of these guys do a lot for me, but I honestly thought this match was a little better than I expected, and maybe it's a result of my low expectations. But I would take this over most of the Hayata title defenses, in all honesty, that we saw last well, year. Also, I it was... Well,
1: it went 13 minutes, whereas the Hayata title defenses <laughs> going, much <laughs> Good longer. Good point.
0: But, but nevertheless, whatever reasons you want to say, uh, I think this was an, a step in the right direction. Again, a starting point. If this is the peak, then you failed. But if you can build upon this and have better matches in the future, maybe there's hope for this division yet, uh, which there hasn't been in a long time.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I don't really see anyone waiting in the wings to take it off of Daga unless it just becomes Hayata again, which is always the threat. (laughs) Uh, and then so we go to Noah and New Japan versus House of Torture. Kaido Kiyomiya, Shota Umino, uh, Ryohei Oiwa, Deki Inabi Inaba, Shuji Kano, Junta Miyawaki defeated Evil Renderide, Yujiro Takahashi Sho, Ka- Yoshinobu Konamaru, and Dick Togo. Uh, basically, you know, coming down to the last man. And uh, look, I'm going to preface this by saying that I think this is the best thing that I've ever seen House of Torture in. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought what they're doing is the House of Torture stick isn't as bad in this because it's not like they're interrupting a singles match, a big singles match or anything. And it was the right result with Kiyomiya surviving. He got a lot of heat. And this is the sort of thing you got to do, as far as I'm concerned, to start building Kiyomiya back up. I
0: thought that
1: I, I agree with you that this is
0: much better than most like the house of torture style matches. I liked how they were talking about a commentary, like the refs on the take, <laughs> like pretty much because they were like, there was so much house of torture stuff basically right in front of the referee. They didn't even try to like, <laughs> pre- like they there was no effort to hide this at all. It was just, uh, they just did it. And that was how it went. And it was all kinds of cheating nonsense and Kaito got to win I'll be in, in the most ass way possible and it <laughs> I was I would have bet I would have bet all my money on how the dome match was going to go uh, after that and would have won uh like there was no chance that Kaito's team was going to win at the dome after after this and uh that's how that's how it played out
1: so no but at least key the results of the dome was like the most obvious result and yeah. at least he didn't eat the pin
0: Well, you know, when it comes to Kaito, you got to take small victories sometimes, uh, and I guess that is one. Yeah, that that in the in the end, he you know he didn't win. It was it was Umino that took the fall. Yeah. So
3: yeah,
0: uh, small victories for Kaito uh, right now, but it, it was it was fun for what it was. It wasn't a great match, but it was a spectacle enough that it it worked out for what they wanted it to.
1: Uh, new Kaido gear yay or nay
0: better than the one before but i think his original look will always be the, the best
1: <laughs> yeah he should go back to the misawa tribute
0: yeah I, I i think this is better than what he was doing before but only slightly
1: and then uh and the <laughs> double the first of the double main events for the GHC Heavyweight Championship, Keno defeated Manabu in 28 minutes and 36 seconds with the Keno special to make his first defense of the title. Um, I mean, this was pretty great. I thought it sort of dragged in the middle, but the last few minutes were exactly what you would expect from these two guys. Um, just bombs and then, you know, Keno sort of having to pull out this, the Keno special to win, you know. And she kind of flubbed. Yeah, but. Again, I, I didn't. I don't think it sort of detracted too much from the match and everything like that. Um, this is what no, I expected. No. This is a long singles match for Soya too. How many matches does he have that ever go twenty eight minutes? Um, so maybe yeah. I think some of the heat segments in the middle were a little whatever, but still, I mean, I have no problem going like four stars, four and a quarter on this. Uh, it was really great and is absolutely worth your time and everything. And I think they wanted to obviously send a message and they sort of did with this and everything. And I think that this puts Keno off to a good start in 2024.
0: I thought Soya was really great in this match. Uh, And he did a, a wonderful job throughout. He was doing all kinds of moves. He hit some dives here in this match that, you know, you wouldn't have expected from him. He really wanted to pull all the stops out here. And like you said, try to prove himself and, both of them probably did a little bit. I actually thought Soya was the stronger performer of the two, even compared to Keno. Uh, but they both did good. This was probably my favorite overall match of the night, but only slightly uh, above the Ishii and Kitamiya match. I would have that at four. This would be like four and a quarter, uh, pretty much. But really great stuff. Uh, well worth watching. I think whatever test, if this was some kind of test for Soya, he definitely passed it. Uh, I also really liked the, uh, the pre-match video A little bit uh i thought they did a great job telling their story and it goes to show that there was stuff here between these two that you could have had a great main event for it they didn't get here as it didn't come together as well as it should have and i think a lot of people would have been a lot less negative on on soya in the title match uh in there and i think if they had gotten there and built it a lot a lot better they could have done a lot better because there were a lot of points in the story they told that was really good. I thought that hype video was really well done. Soya was great in the match. And Keno uh, is always a great champion, always doing great stuff uh, for the company and for himself. Uh, I thought he was a little less so than Soya here, but still great. Uh, well worth going out of your way. And I mean, anything would have been better than the main event. I I, I would think almost literally anything in the history of wrestling, according to cage match. Yeah, um, But...
1: And then after the match, uh, Go Shiozaki came out to challenge. And then Kenno uh, said no, but which is interesting because he always accepts challenges. But it turns out that he is going to put, he demanded that Shiozaki put the uh, I am Noah catchphrase on the line uh, in their match. And that, so that's going to happen on January 13th at Corken Hall. Um, and I think it's kind of obvious where that's going.
0: <laughs> well, that's going to. Wreck this new stable that he's come up with. I think it's a little bad time to call yourself Team Noah if you lose.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also a big sign that of what's going to happen to go on the card in twenty twenty
0: four. He's going to win the title at main event.
1: <laughs> no, he's going to be in opening matches with Team Noah.
0: Yeah, well, I, I don't think you can completely write it off, but no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, but that, well, you're be, you're probably right.
1: It would be very foolish to end this now. I mean, Kenna was the. Yeah, like yeah the the foundation of this company right now
0: absolutely he's like the glue of the company
1: and really has been since cumia yeah last year i suppose um and then uh, i'm not going to spend too much on this main event because it's been talked about to death in the like the 48 hours since it happened But obviously Koto Bushi Defeated Naomi Chimara Fuji in 33:26 26 With the Kamigoye uh, Bushi was probably in no condition To be in this match at the beginning And his ankle injuries were only aggravated And it was a I'm not even, I don't know I don't think it was the worst thing I've ever seen But it was obviously like very very bad Um, And everything like that And yeah I mean I feel really bad for the guy actually I really do Uh, Marufuji tried and I actually think if you the match structure here was not terrible it's just a question of how um, Ibushi could have pulled it off and just the whole um, post-match thing like do you think Kimio and uh, Jake were set out like were they meant to come out or were they sent out like after everyone saw what happened
0: yeah try to say make something of it uh, yeah. I could I could see it. I guess I, I didn't like it. Uh, I thought for a guy who, you know, had this terrible injuries, uh, you knew something was wrong. He couldn't even stand by the end. You know, he's like crawling up the ramp basically, and it's like, man, you're gonna have him go out this way. <laughs> this guy you made, you sent here to be your top star. Uh, I thought it was bad optics
3: to say. Oh, the absolutely.
0: Um, the match, I mean. You know, when I looked it up, it's like this match was right around the, the level of, like, heroes of wrestling. They Jake the Snake mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and all of that. That stuff was worse than this. But all things considered, when you look at, 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 at its main event status and what it means to the company, main eventing your biggest show of the year, to go so horribly wrong and just... The vibes were so bad, you know, Mm -hmm. with with Ibushi. Just It it was sad. It wasn't even, like, a terrible match we could laugh about or or talk about how how bad it was. It was, like, literally sad. And I gave a very heartfelt uh, speech on this on, on the Patreon, so I won't repeat it all here. But I'll just say that it's clear to me that Ibushi loves this so much that he can't let it go. Mm-hmm. you know and and I feel for him I can relate to him on a personal level and I know how it feels to have your body fail you even when your heart is still the same but I think that should be on other people now at this point especially after seeing this uh you know this main event was indefensible on so many levels and I I just I felt bad for Ibushi marafuji like you said he tried his best uh here uh, i've never had any negative on, on Marfuji. i thought he did as good of a job as you expect in the circumstances but it just turned out all bad and it was a match that got a negative response basically right away mm-hmm. when it was announced you know being in the main event and all and then it really got a negative response afterwards i know something uh, that uh, uh
1: after uh abushi uh, flubbed a move paul just left <laughs>
0: He just walked out of the building.
1: Yes. Yeah, he uh, well could smart watch to finish it and everything like that. Um smart move. and the look on Marfuji's face after the match was like, What the fuck was that? Um uh, uh, yeah, he, he,
0: he definitely wasn't I don't think going back to say there were high fives all around or anything. Like that. there wasn't anything like that uh, going on after this one. If you
1: want a positive coming out of this, uh Jake looked great on that. Post match promo with a lot of fire, and I spoke to someone that speaks Japanese, and he said he cut a really good promo, one of his best. Yeah, and 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 that's
0: so, I mean, you needed something, you know. I think I think Jake yeah. is
1: you need to like motivate him more. Maybe so. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I, I like I said I've I've always liked Jake more, more than you, I think, and and I like this title reign, and, uh, and I I like the goofiness of his gimmick, but then that, that was like a legit good thing with the promo at the end i just i you know i hope that they weren't trying to set up an angle or something like like out of that like with ibushi versus jake like going forward <laughs> uh you know i think abushi i'm not going to sit here and say he needs to retire and we never see him again uh but i do think main event singles matches you know the last matches he's had Yeah, Uh, most of them have all ended in injuries and two of them, pretty very serious ones. And he's a guy and a lot of people are saying, oh, he needs to rest up. But I mean, he really hasn't wrestled that much in two years now. No, And this is still what we're getting. I just I, I hope the best for that brother, because he used to be one of the best in the world. And that's that helps exacerbate these feelings that we have of it being so sad. Uh, and I hope that he for him he gets the best he can do comes back with a, a good mind I'm sh- I'm sure mentally you know physically uh we know he's hurting you know two broken ankles is, is a terrible thing for anybody to go through. but I think mentally this guy's been through the ringer over the last couple of years um you know all that stuff with New Japan how he left was just infamous and in how it happened uh all that went behind that. And then everything he's done since, you get all these negative reactions. I mean, how many, you know, explanations did the president, Takeda, have to give for for this being in the main event before we got here? And Ibushi, he he strikes me as a guy I've always thought, because a lot of people, like, kind of peg him as this crazy guy. Like, you know, just, like, idiot, pretty much. But I think he's not nearly as dumb as people make him out to be. I think he's got underrated... Uh, intelligence. When you look at what he was saying on t- on Twitter about what he was actually saying in the New Japan situation, like everything he said was perfectly reasonable, almost. And you see him on Twitter now. You know he's trying to defend it, trying to make the best of things that he can, um, and not to say that he doesn't have a, a sense of craziness into him. But no, no doubt, any anybody who wrestles is a little off kilter. Like there's no normal person in wrestling anywhere, and uh, I'll tell you that firsthand. <laughs> uh, but. I I think that he doesn't get a lot of – he should have gotten more respect than he got uh, for all of this. I mean, it was a sad thing, and I just hope for the best, and I hope that they keep him out of the main events uh, going forward. But I have no problem with him wanting to wrestle because I know it's in his heart. I know he can't let it go. I totally understand that. But it's on the people around him to keep him out of the main event status, having 35-minute matches. I mean, that's just not going to get it done, Uh, you know, and – and hopefully he can come back healthier mentally. I hope he's doing okay because I'm sure he saw a lot of this because he's a guy that's on Twitter a lot. Uh, and the reaction was a- largely negative, unfortunately. But I mean, it had to be. I mean, this was a like I said, an indefensible match on so many levels. Sad way to end the show.
1: Yep. I, th- I think you summed that all up perfectly. Um, so well, he'll be gone for a while anyway. Uh, before, if he does return, or and I th- actually expect him to do so eventually, and everything like that. So uh, I really do have best wishes and hope he Me recovers. Too. Yeah. And then so that's uh, Noah. I think uh, main event aside, they were they planted some things for 2024, and well, I can't say it's all up from here, but I think we've we we you know we're we're moving on from the uh, the bottom of the post yeah, just, uh, w- retirement. Th- this wasn't a
0: great show, in my opinion, although I thought both of the Ishii and Kitamiya and uh, the Keno and Soya matches were both great. Uh, a lot of the other stuff was solid but unspectacular, I would say, for pretty much across the board. And then the main event will very likely be the worst match of the year, like, like next year. I mean, you can only imagine something getting worse, uh, in my opinion. So it's a really tough show, but more so than the quality of the show itself, the positive I take from it is that they set up a lot of stuff from the future and they set this up as kind of like a season premiere for the promotion and a good way to start off the new year from that sense. But uh, I do think that as a show, it's one that, you know, last year's was a lot better in my opinion. I didn't even like the main event last year at all. Uh But I thought that show, you look at the Keno and Kaito match and the Junta, and uh, junior title match with the um, The show was a lot better last year than this one, but they set up more for this year in the future you know, and and the, the stakes were lowered. They're not doing a New Japan show, like, you know, a feud or whatever going into the, the later in the month. Uh, they don't have to worry about the dome coming up for Muto's retirement. They just have to do them and make their company the best it can be. So hopefully they can take this as a good first step, as I've said before, and build upon it for months to come.
1: Yeah. So we move on to All Japan Pro Wrestling, who had their Mania X 2023 show at Yoyogi National Stadium Gymnasium Number Two in front of 2,687 fans. I said they needed to break 2,000 on the show, and they did. And I think that's a great number for them. And that might this might actually be their biggest. Legit number in a long time because all of those other shows, like the Sumo Hall shows in in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, and the the Budokan last year, they were selling block tickets to sponsors. So yeah, total total so,
0: success in my opinion. This yeah,
1: the only other show that comes close was the Zeus versus um Kento match in in uh, July twenty eighteen in Osaka and that did like twenty four hundred, which was seen as a as a, a disappointment actually at the time yep i remember um so that is a very positive for all japan <laughs> we'll talk about lots some positive things in a bit so to start off the show for the gay tv title skirmish minoru tanaka naruki doi koji iwamoto defeated black months Takuya Nomura, and fuminori abe in nine minutes and 11 seconds with the ground cobra on uh from tanaka on metal i mean it, w- it was a perfectly n- nice little opener Uh, one could say maybe it was not necessarily the best use of all of these guys, but it was to set up the match coming up in a couple of days from this. And uh, I actually had a pretty strong feeling of what the title match was always going to be after this, even though it's Mensa Ray.
0: Well, that just shows you need to have a little bit more respect for Black mensore, Ray, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, I do, Uh, I do. Yeah, perfectly fine opener. I like all these guys, but no... Nothing about it was special.
1: No. And then next up the Tako Omori All Japan Pro Wrestling last match. Tako Omori, Ryuki Honda, Ryo Inoue, defeated Mitsuy Nagai, Koji doing Kumarashi in 849 with the axe bomber from Amori to pin Arashi, which was a nice little thing I think they did for him getting a win on the way out, especially you know, where Amori is on the card these days and everything like that. It was fun. What what can I say? I was going to enjoy this because of what it was.
0: We all knew it was over for Omori when he lost to Get Wild as <laughs> his theme. Well, he came and, out uh, to
1: get wild on this.
0: And that's why we I mean this was his Swan song. You know, you can't go out with the other generic song that he had. You, you had to get with Get Wild. And uh Yeah. Uh Omori always one of my favorites. Uh, nothing about this match was stand out, but like you said, a nice little thing for Omori to get
1: the win here. Uh long live the Axe Bama. Mm-hmm. And then next up, we had Yuma Aoyagi and Yoshitatsu defeating Shuji Ishikawa and Ren Ayabe in seven minutes and 31 seconds with the Japanese leg roll clutch hold from um, Aoyagi on Ayabe. Again, nothing special uh, because they only also got seven and a half minutes, even though I've enjoyed Ishikawa and Ayabe's team. But really, after the match, then Yoshitatsu got on the mic and said he was leaving. Which then began a monkey monkey's pause series of events. <laughs> because it couldn't just be that, could it?
0: Yeah, see, you were hyped for this when it came out. But uh, like then when everything came out, you changed your mind. It's too good to be
1: true. <laughs> As you said, it was too good to be true when I messaged you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: here's my thing with this, though. After the year he's had, this is the best you had for Ayagi on your, on your biggest yeah, show. Yeah,
1: that's what a lot of people said, yeah.
0: Yeah, second fiddle to Tat like what? Like uh, that's one of the things I'm disappointed in and and I, you know, we'll talk about the main event a little bit more, but I think Ayagi's really suffered the the last couple of months with all these changes that have come about. Uh he deserved a lot better than this uh on this show and uh the match was nothing, but Yoshitatsu's out. And Chicago as well,
1: so we'll, we'll talk about all that we'll later. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yoshitatsu showed up on DDT, as I think we all expected. Oh, yeah, where on. he belongs. Yep. Omori did not show up in DDT, which was what... He doesn't um, belong there. Well, yeah, but... June's there. Where's he going? I mean, him and Noah?
0: Like, what a return that would be after his last time at Noah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, he might be a good... If Noah needs someone backstage who's competent and respected, he would be the right. And, and
0: all all the guys from back then are all long gone. Yeah, now, yeah. Exactly. When, when all of his heat started up, but he he's, yeah, I love Amori like one of my favorites. So we'll,
1: we'll we'll talk more about all that. And this is for the true newcomer of the year. June set to race that over twelve minutes and six seconds with a high kick. Uh I got to hand to these guys; they went out there. They probably had the both the best singles match of their career. They just ran into each other and they slapped and headbutted and everything. And then june has got the sort of like, oh, I got you with the high kick after them just pummeling each other. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I think a lot of people... Uh, this got the attention of a lot of people that watched it and have, you know, part of the turning the corner on the Saito's thing. Yeah, this
0: match rocked. Uh, Both guys worked well together. Just two big guys doing big guy stuff. And uh, how could you not like it when it's these two? These kind of like wrestling anomalies in the modern day. I would say the Saito brothers are. And it's always fun to see them. Uh, They've they've really grown on pretty much everybody. Uh, Now that they've gotten away from the Voodoo Murders uh, stuff uh, that they were doing earlier on, they continue to grow. And uh, this match ruled. Uh, I really enjoyed it. June continues to have the wins over uh, Ray because he he beat him last time they wrestled too. So uh, Ray getting a lot of push on his own. Uh, he got the run in DDT and that yeah. tournament, and that was a nice little uh,
1: run too. Yeah, he did a lot. I of didn't stuff. see the it, whole thing, but I saw a couple of matches.
0: Yeah, him versus Nia was like the main match they built up, and it, it worked out really well. And I'm not even a yeah. big fan of Nia usually, and I enjoyed I thought... the um match against Mao. Yeah, that was good, too. Uh, that was early on in the tournament, and, and he did a good job uh, in that. So, yeah, I, I like them both. Him in the tournament, uh, he did a good job as well. And uh, I suspect there will be
1: more great things in their future uh, going ahead. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, Shatara Shino return match, which we've all been waiting for. Kiroshio Tokyo, Japan, and Sego Tachibana defeated Jotaro Ashino and T-Hawk in 1530 uh, when uh, Kiroshio pinned Ashino after the Ikemin Slash going some of that old school booking. The guy takes a fall after uh, a long absence in his first match back. Uh, that sort of was a little deflating. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Even though that's like traditional booking, especially with Tachibana yeah. right there. And, you know, I don't want Jiro getting big wing big wounds and everything like that. Uh Jiro's entrance was ridiculous, and he also took a fall over a guardrail and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was fine. It wasn't bad. Maybe it could have had a couple minutes shaved off of this though. I hate uh uh Tokyo <laughs> here. I,
0: I I think the entrance and all of that, I've seen it so many times and it only gets worse as time as time goes along it's not more uh, easy and in the ring he really doesn't do anything for me and it's a shame because Tachibana can actually be good it's teaming with him somebody made a great comment on cage match that in this team sego works down to Kuroshio's <laughs> and and, and yes, I, yes. I agree I, I agree with that completely uh, and and here everybody worked down to his level. Even though I think Ashino and Tiog I mean they're awesome. I love them both a lot. Uh, this would be a great long term team if they wanted to get into it. Uh, especially with everybody, uh, their old faction gone by the wayside. Everyone's just broke up and graduated and, and whatever, uh, going of anarchy. So maybe Ashino could uh, do something there. These two have the Russell one kind of history with each other. They work well as a team. Uh, but the match itself wasn't special because the other team weren't they were there to do comedy spots and not have great action and uh and I hated that Ashino lost I thought I was like a, and and I get it the traditional booking and all that but why what what is the upside to Karoshio at this point for all Japan
1: well if you look at those responses he's getting in Korokin, you know
0: do you think they would push him like to a title shot or, or something? No, like but that? I think
1: he's an attraction. I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: You may be right about that part.
1: Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. mean I have
0: to like him though. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I
1: look after watching that the that that, that January the January third match, like I see why they have him around. Um, maybe yeah.
0: not everybody has to agree with me but I also don't <laughs> have to agree with them either uh,
1: no but I do, I would not want to see him pushed into a title program or anything like that next up it could especially... be
0: amusing seeing Nakajima like, like such a ridiculous matchup on paper that could be like kind of fun actually I mean
1: if it the thing is though I would fear that they would actually sort of wrestle in a way that made Jiro into a threat instead of just well, the... Totally destroyed.
0: Yeah, he needs to be, be comedy goof. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. I don't expect him to get a title shot either.
1: No. Special tag match. Yuma, Enzai, and Charlie Dempsey defeated Tatsumi Fujinami and Leona in eight minutes and 48 seconds when uh, Dempsey used the Regal stretch on Leona. I mean, this is all about sort of... Well, Dempsey got zero heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was sort of cool to see him... Uh, in those sequences with Fujinami and Leona was perfectly inoffensive, but this match was only ever going to be not much to it, really.
0: Yeah. Um. I will talk more about Dempsey in the title match, but yeah. I thought it was all, all it was all right. Yeah, it was uh, all right. here. Yeah, like I I I don't want to say I like Leona, but he's all right. Like yeah, he's, he's fine. Not bad. Yeah. Like you know I. Like a totally acceptable mid card guy, yeah. Who's definitely gotten better over the years. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Dempsey, I like well enough as a worker. He, he, he's not somebody I would want as like a main event guy. Uh, to be honest, when I look at him, but he's he's good. I like his style. I can see why Hideki liked him. He <laughs> loves doing his like uh you know Frank Gotch style like uh fist deal like the the nineteen hundreds fighter pose that he does. Yeah. He did that so many times in these matches. He was with All Japan, which I appreciate. Anzai is a complete diamond. Uh, but he didn't really get to show it that much here. And uh, Fujinami, no. I mean, one of the greats in his day, there's not a lot left in the tank, <laughs> in, in my opinion, for him. I mean, it, it's just age. You know, like, it's it's hard to be good at that, that age. And he's as good of a choice as any, but he's not somebody I would say is a good worker at this point. I think Leona is actually a little bitter.
1: <laughs> uh, at this point, so yep. yeah, yeah, it, it was all right. Next up, we had uh, all Japan versus DDT, Yuki Ueno and Ko- Toy Kojima defeated SKO Yagi and Rising Hayato in 13 minutes and 28 seconds with the WR from Ueno on Hayato. Somewhat surprising because I thought you know Kojima was just going to eat the pin there. Uh, but I thought the Hayato versus Ueno sequences were really great, and this turned into a really like uh. Eh, like strong, maybe too strong a word, but like this is really good and a good match on the card, especially coming after that last match, which was a little slower, obviously. Yeah, good, good,
0: uh, card placement here to put yeah. that match before this one. Um, I totally agree. I, I was really surprised by this. I thought for sure, uh, the All Japan Juniors would win uh, and beat Kojima. I was thinking they might even give them a title, like one of them, a title shot. Against Yueno like as a one off, uh, but that obviously didn't happen here. Instead, they put the DDT champ over strong. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I definitely like their interactions again. Hayato is really he's been on one lately. I he's been doing some great work, uh, really come together as an all around guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love what I'm seeing from him as a match. Yeah, uh, Cage Match has this at 6.72, which I think is like very accurate uh, for this match. I, I would say that's about where I would, I would have it too and uh, good work from all four men. Uh, Ueno is one of the better DDT workers. I don't know about him as champion, but uh, I think that he, as a wrestler, is really good. Charisma, can he carry a company? I don't know, but so far, so good. I thought he impressed in the tournament, uh, and here I thought he looked good too, and, and him and Hayato do have something if they want to go back to
1: that down the line. Mm-hmm. And then next up for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship, Dan Tamura defeated Al Lindemann in 17 Ooh. minutes with the bomb. powerbomb. Uh, Lindemann fails in his fifth defense and Dan is now the 67th PWF junior heavyweight champion world junior heavyweight champion It's Dan the man the great moment this was easily the best Lindemann match of this reign uh it was a lot of fun I thought he at least showed up willing to put over the young guy and everything like that and just oh the crowd was so behind Dan and Dan is very over Um, uh, from the reports I've been getting from Paul. So that's a very good sign.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Tamara totally loved how they booked the tournament. Uh, and very much I'm happy that he got his big moment here. Um, the match itself was pretty good. I didn't think it was like way better than Lindemann's other matches. Uh, I still think there was something a little bit missing with him, especially early on. I think when Tamara took control and they started to turn in his favor, that's when things really picked up uh, more than the earlier, like heat with them. And I didn't think it was that special, uh, but when uh, Tamara got going, uh, he really was motivated. Like you said, the crowd really liked him. They were rooting for him. So all in all, yet another fairly successful outsider junior title run. And now we wait until the next outsider comes in in three months or so and gets the title, <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we will do it all again with Rising Hayato. Well, does Kota Iwamoto
1: count as an outsider?
0: That's true. Uh, yeah, if they if they want to go down that, they have some
1: interesting stories to tell with him if they if they would like. Yeah. uh but uh, I'll put an asterisk. That's a little different, but
0: yeah, yeah, to- totally. Uh, t- Dan, great for him. i uh, glad to see them. I I wish that they had. I said this even before the match happened, but I especially. Say it after it happened. I wish that they had spread out the Sato title match later, like instead of doing it like literally right away. Yeah, yeah. because that was like, yeah,
1: Dan challenged Sato. So
0: yeah, and, and was... to me that was like that's the biggest match for him personally that he could mm-hmm. have in the title right like with his character, like your mentor. That's been tag team champions with you and has always helped you out and all that stuff for years now. They've been aligned. That should have been the big match in his title reign, not doing it two days after he won the title, in my opinion, or three days or however long. Uh, So that was my one flaw with all of this. But him winning the title came across great. And uh, it's good to move forward with him as champion. I look forward to see what he could do as uh, the power guy of the junior division in all Japan.
1: Uh, Special six man tag match. Minoru Suzuki, Davey Boy Smith Jr., and Hokuto Omori defeated Suwama Hideki Suzuki and Hikaru Sato in 15 minutes and 47 seconds when Smith pinned Sato with the Bulldog Bomb. I, I did enjoy this, actually. I mean, it, I thought it was just a good match. I'm not sure it needed to be the semi-main event. But, uh, yeah. you know, the, I mean, here's the thing. I, Smith, Smith works up to the level of his opponents, I suppose. Uh, in terms of like you put him in with good guys will be a good match generally and he's very over and, and the fans were actually excited when he was announced and everything like that so i see the rationale of him in all japan and everything like that uh, i th- have a feeling that he'll be back and everything like that so i think in that regard it's fine playing off some suzuki gun uh nostalgia here and everything like that but uh I guess the only, my biggest gripe would be okay, you had to pin Sato, but he's challenging for the title in a couple yeah. of days. Uh,
0: in this household, we never approve of Sato getting pinned in, in, in any <laughs> circumstance, but it <laughs> happens so often that i, I got him gotten used to it by now. I really liked Hideki and Minoru. I yes. thought they had good interactions with each other. They did. Um, you know, I liked Omori too as kind of like his performance was good because none of the other guys was going to take the heat and, and sell for the guys. So they, yeah. they left it on poor Omori, which I didn't like how they did that because I thought they did such a good job building him and Nakajima up as a team. I would have liked to have seen this match built around him, but instead it was really more about Davey. So, uh, but it was good. Like it, this was a good match overall, you know, and uh, it wasn't anything that's going to rock the house or anything or like blow the roof off. But for a six man match, A little weird, it's the semi-main, and I really don't like it being built around Davey with all due respect. I would rather Omori got more shine, but uh, I thought the performances were all really good here, and uh, it was a good
1: match. And then in the main event for the Triple Crown, Katsuhika Nakajima defeated Kento Miyahara in 25-51 with the arm lock to make his first defense of the Triple Crown. I mean, where to even begin? This is my match of the year. Uh, no question, I think. And uh, just the whole atmosphere from the Bumbaye entrance to having Hisashi Shinma come out there with a the New Japan jacket on to just the post-match of them. With Snoopy. With Snoopy. Uh, the Inoki robe, the Muhammad Ali tribute tights, doing the Inoki low kicks from Inoki Ali, uh, and then them going at it. And then just the finish and how shocking that was and everything. I mean, it was just like, what a spectacle. And what a what a big surprise. And just, I mean, Nakajima looked like a million dollars. And this is like the peak of his career almost. Well, maybe not the peak of his career, but just how like he came over as a persona and everything like that. Like, he is, feels so hot. Absolutely. I will say this.
0: I personally, I have a little of a hot take, actually, on this match. Uh, I I mean, I like it, don't get me wrong, and it's cool and fun and all of that. But I don't think this persona is like, I don't love, love it the way everybody else does. I think like the inoki stuff. And I'll tell you why, and why I think the first match was actually more impactful and better, in my opinion. So, the first match was built all around the real story of these two and and their history with each other. And I thought that made such... Like, every single thing they've done building up to that match from the Dome show where they had the six-man tag and all the interactions there, it felt real. Like, you know, it was based on real things and they convinced you. even I mean, you know, obviously they've come together to work together and have probably squashed whatever, we, we would hope. But still, it felt like these guys hate each other for real. This... And I actually think Nakajima winning the first time was more shocking than this, too. But I wouldn't have felt that way if they hadn't have announced all of the WWE stuff and the Assassin and all of that. I think they should have saved that. I would have had Dempsey come out after this match as a a shock surprise Mm. and not say anything about... I would have totally never even dreamed of doing that Actress Girls video uh, that they did. That should have never (laughs) even been filmed. Like, I would have said nothing about any of this, and I have had him come out unexpected. What the hell is this WWE guy doing in all Japan? And, and like, you know, and not play into it. Once they announced that WWE was coming, I really started, because before that, I thought for sure Kento was going to win and get his win back. And maybe Nakajima would stay, maybe he would go. But I didn't think they were going to have Kento lose twice. But when they announced the assassin, why would Kento, why would the president want to assassinate Kento? Like mm-hmm. I kept going asking myself that question going into it, and I still couldn't quite bring myself to think, man, are they really going to job Kento out twice, like in a, in a row?
1: And well, I thought that they might do it. Well, we didn't yeah. know what Nakajima's status was. That was the big question. Was he going to show up on New Year's Dash or something like that? Right? Yeah, obviously that's not well, and, happening now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I thought that, like I said, once they did the assassin, that kind of changed my opinion a little bit, because right? it was so built for Nakajima more than Kento, even though it's still kind of stupid with Nakajima. Uh, but it's still, uh, I was not the first match I thought for sure Kento was gonna win because Nakajima was not winning anything in Noah, (laughs) pretty much for that point. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so I was stunned when he won, it felt real, even the post match angle, like, was so exciting and electric. Uh, it bit, it was more impactful in my opinion than this, which was a great match, like, match of the year level for sure, in my opinion. Uh, I like this, this Anoki deal is clearly a character you know, it's not built on any real feelings. It's just as a an affront to troll All Japan. Well, yeah, I, I see cool. it as a troll
1: gimmick, not his, like, actual persona, but I think... A- exactly. Where
0: the other one was what felt real, and this was a troll, and it's cool. It's still great. It's still a lot of fun, and uh, obviously very disrespectful to, to All Japan, and, and fits him in a lot of ways, that he would go this far, and to troll uh, Fujita as well, That <laughs> <laughs> with the shaved head and the, yeah. the same tights. So, you know, So, from a personal standpoint, I'm sure this is very gratifying for Nakajima. <laughs> but but the the other one, to me, was just more real, in my opinion. And, and more shocking because of the announcement of the, the WWE stuff. If they had left that out, I would have been really surprised. And I think maybe it would have impacted me more. But I was not completely caught off guard. Even though I still thought... I thought they were going to go to a draw, honestly. And they, they would drag it out to a third match. Uh, but the win was good. What did you think of the finish? Yeah, because I've seen some back and forth on that, but I thought it was really well done. Oh, no, I thought it was great. Yeah, me too.
1: It was the absolute Uh, value.
0: Yeah, and the work in the match, too, was really good. I love the way they built to it, too. I thought they actually did it really well with Nakajima going after the arm. Uh, The wrestling in this was super on point. I mean, Kento has just had a fantastic year. I think you would say the peak of Nakajima. I think Kento was doing some of his best work uh, of his career this year between the tag team stuff uh the stuff he's done in the singles matches. Um and Nakajima to me, he's never again, I I don't this gimmick, it's not that there's anything wrong with her, it's not great uh, or anything like that, because it is like it's really good and really cool. I just like the first one's realistic touches more, but he's never came across like a bigger star than he has recently. Yeah. And he's he's a guy I really had some doubts about when he left, you know, because in Noah, he was never. A successful drawing card at the end of the day. uh, And I think with this All Japan stuff, with the Kento stuff, and I think they've done a great job because then now, and I will credit this gimmick again, even though I think it's a little like a little too like, you know, not realistic in my opinion. um, Because they've done it how they've done it, they've moved on to where now Nakajima isn't just, just a draw because he's facing Kento. Mm-hmm. He's a draw on his own to see what he's gonna do next. Yeah, I think they've totally successfully like pivoted this into where they're literally revitalizing this man's career because when he was in Noah, think about where he was when he left. Where would you have ranked him? Well, he was in
1: Access, in- which sort of helps his status, I suppose, more so than being in a singles.
0: That's true. They just started that, though.
1: Yeah. Or like, uh, just restarted that, which was an
0: emotional moment when they they re- returned together. But to me, he would have been like, uh, you know, sixth best heavyweight. Maybe you know, maybe seventh, maybe even lower. Yeah. Know, uh, for sure. For a long time, he, he was lower. <laughs> like uh, you know, after that Fujita loss, I mean that, and you could tell that that did impact him. The fact that he went so far, uh, you could tell that he still thinks about that to this day. Uh, And there were issues, uh, which I think any person logical would would think that as well, uh, with how things went. But it feels like he's like fighting through his own, like the ghost of his own past almost. Um, Another thing, I would have liked it better too. What really would have been emotional for me, and I think would have struck me as much as, uh, as this match did a lot of people. I don't think they've gone nearly enough into the well of their relationship with Kensuke. Uh, you know, and like they never really went into any of that here, where the other one went a little bit more than that, but still, I want to see Hokuto and Kensuke at one of these matches. Yes, I would love to see that. And like having issues aside,
1: yeah, Kensuke once did a video package uh, for them for a Kento match. It was actually the Kento versus Suwama match in March 2020, like as the pandemic was starting, where Suwama won, but that's the only one I can remember. He appeared like he didn't appear, he was in the video. But that's the only time I can remember that.
0: Yeah, make that a part of their story a little bit more. I'd like to see something like that, even if it's just a video again, like like you said, or maybe Hokuto can come to a show and be like, you know, try and be like, Nakashima, you've gone too far or, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, you know, I would I would love to see them bank on that because they in my opinion, there's still plenty of gas left in this feud uh, yeah. between him and Kento. Like this well, is not I mean... year over.
1: I think it's kind of clear where this is going now.
0: Well, yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah. Now Kento will get his win eventually. I'm sure that they don't want him to just uh, c- come in there. Kento Hogan will not take this line down uh, in All Japan. Although he's doing what's best for business, so he's he is not...
1: absolutely is doing what's best for business. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean it's probably Champion Carnival and then the third match.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I I think pretty much everybody expects that that he is now the favorite for the Champion Carnival and you get the big climactic match with Nakajima. Uh you know, you've still got Nakajima and Hokuto's tag title match. Uh they could do something out of that, maybe spin that into a singles match. Oh,
1: I, uh, yeah, maybe, but I'll just say I think it would be overkill if you put the tag titles on Nakajima as well.
0: No, no, no. No, I I don't think they should do that at all. I think yeah. that they could do it where Hokuto gets a singles match against Nakajima and he's like the the V two or V three or whatever the defense. If you I, to do
1: I that you, oh, I was gonna say you give June Saito a title match against Nakajima. <laughs> I think.
0: Yeah, why not? He hey, listen, that is the newcomer of the year yeah. we're talking about right now. You have to give him some props. Uh that yeah. that would be a lot of fun.
1: And there's all well, they they set up a couple of matches. I think also we'll get into in a minute about Nakajima. Uh, yeah, yeah. After the the shows.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah we'll talk about that. Later. So great match, fantastic, one of the best of the year. And I, I don't have a I I'm not arguing with you at all that this one's not better, but I just personally my affinity for the first one's a little bit stronger, in my in my opinion.
1: Um so after the show, everything uh fell apart because Tokyo yeah. Sports ran a story, and I shouldn't be note that said that Suji Ishikawa was leaving the company and people were upset with the president, uh Suyoshi Fukuda. Uh, And Dylan, you and I have both arrived at this conclusion very uh, early on that (laughs) Fukuda is a bigger problem than any relationship with WWE. Oh, yeah. I said, I
0: literally said that the first, um, as soon as that video released, I said that this video is way worse, way more of a red flag than any NXT or WWE involvement.
1: I mean, this guy's nuts from, from the looks of it. Now, there's more to this story. Did you? Okay. So, Shout out to Irving on Twitter. You know, obviously. Oh, uh, I love Irving. Yeah, great. Long time great. Uh, follower. Uh, really put at the, like, I was promoting All Japan during the Mudo years uh, yeah. and everything like that. Simon Enoki is behind some of this. Did you see that?
0: I thought that as well, actually. Like I, I thought that eventually, but at first it was. Oh, just he a, found
1: like, he found on Simon Inoki's like Twitter account. He was like, yeah, he no, I, in the airport retweeting stuff about Dempsey, yeah. Al Japan, and everything. Yeah, yeah. like that. So, yeah, and,
0: and I thought that I thought uh, that immediately actually when they brought. All-
1: Sorry, I was going to say yeah, Sinoki that's Sinoki not a good thought, sign. Where yeah. is this
0: coming? And, yeah. And, and, and then it turned and then it turned out that he was, That he is involved. So I I think that's very interesting. A good job by Herb. Again, a great credible source on all Japan mm-hmm. and just a really knowledgeable fan to talk to.
1: So, not a good sign. Where do you think okay. I I I like to I like to 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 twist your arm about this. Where do you think Hideki okay. falls into all of this? <laughs> he is the one behind responsibility it all. In, in all of this. The mastermind. The mastermind behind it all. The higher number.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was him all along. Um well and remember Hideki worked for IGF uh, back yep. in the day yep. as well. So and They'd probably have a he
1: like, has totally disappeared from Noah. Yeah. No, what's gonna happen to Real now? I don't know. That's the burning question on all of
0: our hearts uh, is is where this will lead. But no, uh, I'm sure he's the one that probably wanted, like, you know, shouted out Dempsey, like for something like this. Mm -hmm. I know they've done stuff. I remember like during the later years of IGF, uh, Simon had talked with WWE. He wanted to get Brock Lesnar (laughs) into into IGF, like in the mid 2010s, like 2010s. that's the kind of guy Simon is, <laughs> and he brought him in the first time. Uh, yep, for New Japan. Here's the thing about him what are your thoughts on that whole era like his era of New Japan? Because you, you I, followed that, it almost
1: killed the company,
0: yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's like a horrible human being or anything, I just think he's no, not
0: I, I have nothing against him, but yeah, personally, like, there's
1: but, no stories like he's devious or anything, he's just not very good. <laughs>
0: yeah he's just kind of a weird booker like more or less yeah. Uh, yeah, but I will say I've always thought during that time because your thought process was is very not uncommon among fans who are aware of that time in New Japan I do think there were other forces at work he got sure. a little bit of a bad rap like you know I thought everybody put everything on him and it wa- I didn't think that was true there was a lot going on at the time with Yukes and, and all kinds of stuff uh, back then that we we don't get, need to get into, but I did think he got a little bit of a bad rap uh, his
1: I'd, his instincts are go and talk to w w e and yes get it bring in international stars and yes, when everything else was already working in the company
0: yes and that tells you where we're at right now <laughs> like with that that like you said that was his instincts at the end of the day, but it's not a good sign at all. It's not something um, I would want. I want the I'm, news I would want. To I'm see.
1: still not panicking for a couple of reasons. We'll get to in no. a minute. But anyway, the story is a couple of things. Ishikawa seems like he's out. Kento Miyahara is the new wrestlers chairman, so he's the go between between the office and the wrestlers, which I think is going to at least keep a lot of the younger guys in the company. Um you know, rising Hayato. I don't know how much he's leaning into it as part of an angle, but seems obviously upset. Yeah. Shikawa's gone, but he's still there. The Aoyagi brothers are there. Who are like I think of everyone you got to keep. It's them. They are yeah. the future of that company. Uh, yeah. And you know, so Fukuda says like he doesn't follow social media and he was unaware of the backlash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what people didn't like that. Uh, I okay. Up, also, update from the show after the show on the third from Paul uh, Fukuda was shaking everybody's hands that on their way out of the the venue, like the fans. So I think he's trying to do damage control. Yeah, I think he's aware that there's pushback. Uh, he said he hoped that Ishikawa would wrestle for them again, although the company still hasn't officially announced that he's gone. Right. That hasn't, but it's going to be at the end of the month. Um, so, I don't know if these injuries are real or not. They could be too. could be a combination. So, I don't know. I mean, we're still in flex. We got to see how things play out. But again, I'm more worried about that than WWE. Oh, I and, have. Yeah. And well, the actress deal was none of the wrestlers knew about it. Yeah. I have uh,
0: no fear whatsoever of WWE, no. in my opinion. Uh, there, there are laws in Japan that prevent such a thing from, from taking place, and everyone always goes to Europe and America. But it's just, it's just different in Japan. At the end of the day, I don't know how many times. Every time something like this happens, I always say the same stuff, and nobody listens. <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, but no uh, WWE. This feels like more of a one-off. Maybe there'll be more in the future, but
1: well, uh, PW, we'll, we'll see. PW Insider had a one-off. Mike Johnson thing that it's so it was one sentence talking about how Dempsey didn't win the tri- triple crown and it's it's expected to be not just a one time thing but I don't know what that means
2: no, if this is just no, an
1: NXT guy showing up every couple of months I don't really care that much as long as that's all it is
0: this whole thing was weird like with, with Dempsey at the end of the day I uh, he's basically somebody who has no actual value himself you know, at the end of the day, I mean, he's he has no track record in Japan. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's never wrestled there. He was in the, the L.A. dojo or whatever for, for New Japan for a, a brief time.
1: I mean, if, um, he, if he wanted a career in Japan, he could have one, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I like him. I, yeah, I, I like I him too. as a wrestler. Uh, like, I, I have nothing against him personally at all. And I, I like his game for a, such a young guy. Um, but I, he he has no star power. And they brought him right away into the main event and going for the triple crown, which I thought was a bad move uh, overall. But it it, well, it turned out all right, you know. Like, it's, well, uh, I think didn't it didn't hurt anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it no, it hurt certainly didn't. It did. uh, so, you know, I guess it worked out well enough. We'll see what's going going forward. Another thing too, if WWE really wanted to take over or whatever, like, wouldn't they send somebody a little bigger on the death? That's that's the do? that's
1: my that's my thing, right? Um, yeah. it's some other things that just make this seem like it's not a big deal in a minute. But let's get to the show. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I mean, so at least we know that now. You know, especially from hearing that fakuda was, you know, it Fukuda got booze too when he did the New Year's welcome. So
0: yeah, he that, least, that was fun.
1: He was. He's at least aware. Uh, <laughs> they
0: made him aware.
1: Yeah, they made him aware. I so um, I mean, look it's clear that Miyahara and Nakajima have a ton of influence in the company right now. And so that hopefully will balance things out.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's oh, like, we'll see. I mean, I don't know what this entails or what instincts he has as a backstage guy. You know, you just never can tell that, but yeah, he he seems a little nuts of himself, but maybe, maybe in a good way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh so on january 2nd Corken hall 1008 fans now apparently a number of fans were unable to attend due to the earthquake and they were offering refunds to those that couldn't make it so yeah, shout out to japan in general they've had some rough times to start off the year I, my I, my prayers
0: are out to everybody in japan i hope you mm-hmm. guys are okay yeah thankfully it didn't
1: turn out as badly as as people expected at least tsunami wise yeah yeah good
0: good i um, hope everybody's
1: safe there and so uh, but at this point, anything over a thousand for all Japan and Korkin good. And the oh, January, 2nd, J- January 2nd show always does less. So, yeah. the New York junior special six man tag match Nuruki Doi Koji Iwamoto and uh Takahiro Katori defeating Rising Hayato, Fuminori Abe, and Ryo Inoue in 705 with the uh, Kokono Geijutsu from Iwamoto on Inoue. Perfectly solid opener with these guys, couldn't ask for more. And I think he's also heating up Iwamoto.
0: Yeah, uh, no no issues with this either. Uh, Iwamoto, I liked his tournament well enough. Uh, the the junior tournament was a thing where it's like everybody was good. There wasn't a lot of great. No, that wow. that's Iwamoto's.
1: also the structure.
0: Yeah, the time limit. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like it wasn't even built for that with the time limit and it being on the undercard of the tag league. So hopefully
1: he can get a big match to really show what he could do full throttle. And then next up, Gaora TV Championship: Black Mendoza Ray defeated Minoru Tanaka in nine minutes and twenty-eight seconds with a cradle. Uh, well, I mean, I can't say too much about this match, but obviously, and I know you know that you know Menso Ray is a, a a really good little worker at the end of the day. And I thought this was a fun little match and needed did what it needed to do. But you don't have to go out and you don't have to rush out and go watch this or anything like that.
0: If you watch one match from All Japan, <laughs> this is the one you you have yeah. to go to.
1: But um, Mr. Gayar TV title himself has it again.
0: That's right. I mean, for him, this is a big win, it's it a huge you know, this, win, yeah, uh, for him. Yeah, uh, Tanaka, he, one of my favorites. Yeah, go on.
1: Yeah. Oh, and Seiko Bon is going to be challenging for the title.
0: Yeah, uh, should be fun. I like to get him away from uh, Jiro, and, and I'll be happy. Um Good win for Mensa Ray. Decent little match. Like nothing wrong with it at all. Tanaka, one of my favorites, but not at his peak right now. This was a fine spot for him. And Mensa Ray gets the TV title. Who knows? I doubt this. I, I doubt the title will be moving up the card anytime soon, but I can enjoy <laughs> oh, these card matches. Yeah. Sure.
1: With him, better than some of the other alternatives. Let's just say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Shotaro, Shino, Kuroshio Tokyo, Japan, and Seiko Tachibana defeated Kento Miyahara, Yuma Eoyagi, and Atsuki Aoyagi in eleven forty six, with the T Bone Suplex from Ashino on Atsuki. Um, they, they ended from both teams entered from the crowd <laughs> and got a lot of heat. Um, it was a perfectly fine six man. Again, I mean, you know, your minds will vary with with Jiro, but at least uh, Ashino got the win.
0: That's right. If you can't beat him, join him. And Ashino proved that once
1: again. (laughs) Next up. Act time. Greatest Apple Papa is coming. Uh, This match was not announced ahead of time and I thought that it was actually just a performance. But it turned into a (laughs) match. And it was a Misa Matsui and Natsumi Sumikawa defeated Great Asako and Murai Aono in 10-10 with a diving double knee knee drop from Sumikawa on Asako. Uh, this wasn't good. <laughs> and the crowd was definitely not into this because they were puzzled. But it was also not announced ahead of time. Um, and uh, this Asako is not a great terrible. Muda tribute either. <laughs> yeah worse than uh, kuya even um although that's not kawahata's fault completely there
3: no, no
0: yeah kawahata is a much better wrestler than <laughs> a great oscar like it's just held yeah. down by a terrible gimmick
1: This um, suck sucked too um, i mean there was some okay wrestling in the middle of this but
0: i like the, the whole thing the... was not great I like the non asuko team actually. Uh, I thought. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: they're both good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I know I don't know anything about AWG or anything actually. So I have to, had to uh, read up in the last couple of days. What did you read? Well, just who the stars are and everything like that.
0: Uh, Sumikawa, I knew because she was in Stardom originally. Uh, like her original name was like Shozuki, and okay. she was one of my yeah, she was one of my favorites back then. But she retired. Like a bunch of people back then retired when they like were really young. And then she came back fuka got her back somehow uh, for this actress and girls but she looked good uh, and the other one i'm not like hugely familiar with actress girls at all yeah i know. i know a lot of people or well, some people not a lot of people that that like it um but these are kind of like the top stars from what i can tell uh, plus great Asuka. i know I believe like uh,
1: iono is one of them yeah and sumikawa
0: yeah she was like the champion uh for a long time uh, i think she just like lost the title uh like a few like a few days before this, And uh, she'd be the champion for like most of the year uh, for them. So, uh, yeah, I thought the non-Osco team was actually pretty decent. And when they tried to let them wrestle, they did okay. But anything surrounding the Osco stuff really didn't work. And and sadly, again, the the crowd did not like this at all. Like they they didn't care whatsoever about any of this. Uh, I thought they did better the next night with them, but oh, uh, for
1: sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. But uh, this, this just... wasn't good. Yeah, and it was obviously one of those like, uh, what's going on with this company type things.
0: Yeah, like, we didn't cut, this is not what we bought a show, a ticket to all Japan to see.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was just more of a, a thing of like, nobody knew anything about any of these people. And it was bad. Like, at the
0: end of the day, like, there was no reason to react to yeah. what they were doing.
1: And then, uh, next up we had Suwama Honda, Renayabe, Osama Nishimura, Course, yeah, Mitsuya Nagai versus Minoru Suzuki, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Hovuto Mori, and then June and Ray Saito. This was to a contest in 10 minutes and nine seconds because the Saito's and Suzuki could not get along. Um, I mean, there wasn't much to this. I mean, it was just a huge brawl all over the place going up into the crowd and everything like that. Um, maybe so... building
0: up to Suzuki and Davy
1: going for the tag titles. I sort of got a bit of that vibe. Um, I think I could see that. I think they want to lean into that Suzuki gun nostalgia and everything like that. So that's what I assume is is going on out of this, but it was just not much else to it really.
0: Yeah. Nothing match. Uh, I always enjoy seeing Nishimura, uh, one of my old school favorites. Absolutely. The guy giving us some rings love here too, which (laughs) appeals to me as well. So Uh, nothing match really, but I, I'll wait and see where they're going with the Saitos and see if this sets up something.
1: Yeah. Um. So next up and then it was Yuma Anzai and Charlie Dempsey defeated Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hideki Suzuki in 1445 with a bridge style backslide from Dempsey on Nakajima, which I sort of expected to happen. And yeah. Can you that.
0: believe how much there like people were like shocked at this? And it was like what? Like, that's of classic. Like,
1: that's yeah. classic booking.
0: The yeah. Book- exactly. Like of
1: course. Gets the win in the tag match. Nothing to see here.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it meant nothing. Uh, people reacted like it was this like un, like ungodly move. That, also, that was un- Nakajima
1: un- popped right back.
0: up. No, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. Like the, again, this guy has done nothing in his career practically. Mm. Like with all due respect to Dempsey, he has no major wins. Even in NXT, he's like a low card guy. Yeah. Uh, let alone in Japan so they need to do something to build up they give some pur- purpose to this title match right of and, course they were going to build it and,
1: and they 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 gave him the classic like oh this is the classic british guy credibility yeah. and they brought up billy robinson and everything like that right like yeah yeah you know all the big british stars in japan and everything like that to give him some sort of um aura and everything
0: yeah they and it, it was normal like it was a decent match like it wasn't a great match but i thought it was pretty good The
1: the, the stuff that got the most heat on this match was the Anzai and Nakajima stuff.
0: Well, Anzai is freaking awesome. And uh, like I said, I think he's really underrated, actually. Like, even though everyone loves him, they always, whenever anybody puts him over, it's always in the context of, oh, he's really good for like such a young guy, like for this rookie guy with so much. He's one of the best guys, period. (laughs) Like to me, if you look at his year. He has been one of the most consistent wrestlers in any company, in my opinion, in ring. Uh, I think he's one of the, I I know this is about to sound like an extreme hot take. I think you could put him as one of the best wrestlers in any company in Japan. And like from for 2023, Uh, I don't think I'd put him, I, you know, I wouldn't vote for him as my Tanahashi trophy winner in Mm -hmm. the Eastern Lariat awards, but he's somebody I would look at. If you look at his run again, tag teams, singles matches. Any scenario you put him in, whether it's main event, low card, match like this where he's not even a star player, he stands out and does great work in all of them. I think Anzai is one of the, the best workers right now, and I and he looked great here. Uh, that's a match they should really think about doing, uh, if not Omori. I, don't well, score.
1: I thought that's what they were going to go to next, but I think that's what they're going to do it. Because I think it's a perfect match to do between now and the Champion Carnival.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's, he's a great choice to get a title shot. Or right, even if they if they wanted to hold off, let's say Nakajima's in the champion carnival. I think that should be like, he should only have one or two losses and Anzai should be one of them. Well, that, that beats him.
1: You know, I was thinking about that. I think the other Yuma should be one of them.
0: Well, obviously, because he lost. I mean, they've really deep pushed him lately, but that would be a good way to get him back on track uh, for sure to get his win back.
1: Mm-hmm. I I did really enjoy this match, and I had a good feeling going into this following day after it, too.
0: Yuma and Yuma, two losses in the Champion Carnival for for Nakajima. Mm -hmm.
1: And then for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight title, Dan Tamara defeated Hikaru Sider in 1444 with the crab hold. All in all, and you brought up the good points about why did they rush into this just a couple of days after. I thought it did what it needed to do. I thought that it was like, you know, Dan obviously having to survive the kicks and the submissions from Sato. And then he got a big submission of his own, right? Because he's been playing up. He's also the grapple guy and everything like that. Um, I can't say it was like fantastic or anything, but it was probably as good as you were going to get on like three days notice.
0: Exactly. Unfortunately, I don't think this really connected as much as it could have if it was built more. Right. Uh, the crowd wasn't that into it. Um, I thought Sato was great as he always is. Uh, really made everything feel earned when Dan was coming back up. Uh, unfortunately, by the end, it turned into more of like, you know, Dan trying to do like an Ishii style match almost Uh, just run through everything. And even though Sato had done a brilliant job working over uh, Dan and the limb work, uh, it didn't really matter that much by the end. And he just, plowed through him pretty much, and uh, <laughs> it, which is, I mean, you know, that's what you want to do. Like, he wants you want him to be powerful and look strong at the end, so it would definitely, like you said, accomplish what it needed to. It was a good match. I thought Sato was great in it. I think the circumstances kind of lowered the ceiling on it a lot, sure. And uh, this is what we got out of it, which was still a good match. Like, definitely would, would recommend it, give it that wreck, that seven out of ten, three and a half star, whatever you want to rate it. I, I thought it was a good match, but I think. It, under the right circumstances it could have been something special, like a really great match. And I don't think this was it.
1: And it sounds like Tamara is looking for Iwamoto next, uh, which is an interesting thing that he's sort of like going out and trying to find challengers himself instead of people challenging him. Yeah,
0: they can play that. They can play into that a little bit, and I think that's a good matchup. Again, I, I want to see Iwamoto in a big match to see what he's got in the tank uh, for for this run here. Uh, so far, I've seen nothing that suggests he's not as good as he always was uh, in the ring. But mm-hmm. uh, now, now we get to see it. He gets the chance to do something really good and, and go to that next level. And hopefully they
1: both can. And then uh, we had the main event, the New Year Battle Royal, that a Inoue won when it came down to him and versus Rising ha- Hayato and Okuto Mori, And he rolled them both up with a double pin because they had their arms locked and their backs their backs to each other. Uh, and this also featured Miyahara, Yuma Aoyagi, and Atsuki Aoyagi, Black Men's Array, Sego Tachibana, Suwama, Hideki Suzuki, Hikaru Sato, Fuminori Abe, Dan Tamara, Koji Iwamoto, Ryuki Harda, uh, Yuma Anzai, uh, Takahiro Katori, Jun Saito, Naruki Doi, Renai Abe, Rising Hayaton. Uh, oh, yeah, I already said that. So, I mean, the this whole gang. Was fun. The whole too? gang. This was fun. Especially like Miyahara going out first. And then, like, the side was like brawling and getting eliminated and everything like that. Um, Anzai and Honda was my favorite spot. Yes, the they got DQ'd. Yeah. Got a huge pop in the thing. Um, so, I mean, by Battle Royal, uh, it was very And look enjoyable. who won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could never go wrong with, in a way,
0: you're getting put over. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it was like silly, uh, they did it. But it's, it's cool. Like, this is just fun. Like, no reason to watch this but for the building for the start like give good vibes to end the first show of the year this is perfect for what it was
1: Mm -hmm. uh so we go to january 3rd for the new year's giant series at Corkin hall again in front of 1331 fans and that's a solid number that's good you can't complain with that number for that
0: really good number for a a guy who has no value like like no no footprint in japan really that says yeah. a lot about Nakajima and what the fans think of him. And for a show that really has nothing under it, it was I a mean, this was
1: selling show. well even before because it's like the January third show, right? But yeah.
0: historically, always the big show uh, for all Japan. They usually always have a big title match on there as well. But still, like a good a good sign for all Japan in general.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and then so we had uh, another eight man. Match, which was um karsada Nuruki Doi, Koji Iwamoto and Fuminore Abe defeating Dan Tamara, Rising Hayato, Black Ray and Rio way in 757 when Iwamoto pinned in again. Um, so I mean that's clear where that's going and everything like that, but again, solid opener.
0: Yeah, I I think it was all right. Uh pretty much at the Probably building up to Iwamoto going for the title shot with Tamara, like you said. Uh, nothing really stood out. It was just a lot of guys in a short amount of time and just a lighthearted opening match.
1: And the next up, uh, Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori defeated Kuroshio Tokyo Japan and Seiko Tachibana in 1219 with a gotch style pile driver from Suzuki on Tachibana. And look, if you want to talk about why Jiro is kept around, this is why. I mean, this match had... An... So he could get
0: beat up all around the arena. Well, right? yeah, Versus but I mean... Suzuki. But
1: look, and I was talking to Paul about this. Like, this match had just so much crowd. The crowd was incredibly into this match and everything like that, despite all of the... Oh, yeah. And everything like that, right? And they were brawling well, yeah. around, and Suzuki, like... And they interrupted Jiro's entrance, which got huge booze and everything like that. So, I mean...
0: Yeah, he's a fan friendly character automatically, but it doesn't mean anything, in my opinion. Like, I like there's not much more to him than that, uh, and especially I, I'm at home and not in the arena, so I, I still I still don't like him. Um, you know, you're you're not gonna sell me on Jiro at this point, but <laughs> uh, unfortunately, and I I also didn't like him because like once they started to get back in the ring, they actually started to like go even with these guys. I I wish that they would take more care of Hokuto. Uh, after they did such a fantastic job in the tag league of building him up, I think he's not. Uh, they could do a little bit more, but uh, you know he's on the winning side, so it's not that bad. But uh, not a great match, I would say, but
1: it was all right. Mm-hmm. The next could have been worse. <laughs> it could have actually. Next up, Ryuki Honda and Yuma Anzai defeated Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi in thirteen thirty-three with the final event from Honda on Atsuki. Which I suppose was the sort of expected result and everything, and uh, this was great. I mean, how could this not be? I mean, you could say could give these guys five more minutes or something like that, right? And it was only the third match on the card, but really a strong match for what it was.
0: Totally agree. I thought this match was awesome. Like for its part of the uh, spot on the card, um, I like how they kind of gave all four guys like a moment of shine in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I thought it was really well, like formatted in that sense. And I think, I love that they really showed a shine for uh Yuma and Yuma here. Like the, the two Yuma's going at it. Uh, I think they set that up and again. I really hope they're both in the same block as Nakajima, because I think that these two should be the ones to be focused on getting that big win mm-hmm. and also against each other this could be a banger match like in the future, like s- singles between Anzai and Ayagi, I want to see that for me personally. That's like one of my most anticipated matches they can do because uh, I think they've got excellent chemistry. Uh, and they're also just great wrestlers, like two of the better performers overall this year. This past year, Honda's really done a great job of growing into his role. Him and Anzai have great chemistry together, too. Yeah, uh, well, here, here's the
1: thing that I, wanna, I wanted to say about talking about Anzai. I think if i had a, a critique is that he needs to like sort of work on his charisma and work the crowd more and he's doing that with honda
0: yeah yeah and, and i totally honda's always been a guy that like he's got that charisma about him mm-hmm. uh, even just the way he carries himself you know if you put if you put him in a picture you know obviously before i still don't like the hair don't get me wrong like the old hair was way better in my opinion but he's he's grown into it, and the way he carries himself has worked out really well. I, I do have to admit that, unfortunately. Um, but even back then, when he first showed up, you just take a put an eight by ten of him up, and he just looks like a dude, like a mm-hmm. charismatic guy uh, that you want to see what he's gonna do in the ring. Uh, Anzai definitely growing uh, by teaming with Honda as well. And, and you see on Twitter, they're always doing funny little videos together. And they're bringing the best out of each other, and they're a great team with each other as well. So I, I love both those guys a lot, uh, and I, I love I love all of them a lot. I like this match a lot. Like, this is yeah. a really good match.
1: It was. And then, uh, next up, uh, Saito and Ray Sider defeated Shitaro Oshino and Ren Ayabe in 12 minutes and 6 seconds of the diving body press from Ray on Ayabe. I assume that this was together at the last minute because of Ishikawa's absence and everything like that it was perfectly solid match but there wasn't any real stakes to it or anything like that but I thought the set has performed well and everything like that but there was a, wasn't was really much else to it
0: yeah I think again a basic tag match but not poorly done at all I thought it was uh, well done for what it was uh, I thought that uh, June got a good nice little spotlight here as well uh overall and i think that obviously is great i'm still pretty skeptical of Ayabe. uh we'll see what happens now well, that, he, he know... didn't
1: get announced as being signed which many expected and cuz he left JTO
0: yeah and, and now Ishikawa's out that's his guy yeah. so yeah. you know it makes sense with that in mind obviously if that hadn't happened you would have think oh that was that's really weird why didn't he get signed uh but uh, i'm still skeptical of him he's obviously has the size in the ring i have my doubts but uh, he was all right here. Like him versus the Saitos. We always say it and we've we both made this point in the past. The Saitos are better against yeah. other big
1: dudes. Yeah, they're than, not than the they're cameras. not like squashing little guys. Type. Yeah, yeah. Which was some of the issue on the on the great show too. Yeah. The, it, yeah. Uh, they're getting better, but really it is about the big guys running into each other. That's the strength.
0: Yeah, and I think that made that really worked for Ayabe. Like it was it's such so simple. Like he didn't have it didn't matter that he was a little uncoordinated because the Saitos are kind of clumsy in their own right, but it were it all came together to work in a good way, I thought. Decent mm-hmm. match here.
1: Yeah. In the semi-main event, Kento Miyahara and Davy Boy Smith Jr. defeated Suwama and Hideki Suzuki in 20 minutes and two seconds when uh Miyahara reversed a power bomb attempt from Suwama into a front cradle. I like this. I thought it was good. I obviously it's continuing the uh, suwama and hideki suzuki partners that don't get along but do get along thing and i thought this was a very solid match and i thought the last few minutes with miahara and suwama delivered as it always does i mean those guys obviously have worked together like if not a, well hundreds of times and everything like that so i thought this was solid and, you know it's smith just going in there and hitting his power spot so i thought it was good and a good semi-main event
0: it was decent. I honestly like the Honda and Anzai match a bit more. Uh,
1: I thought, yeah, I think it would be a little better. Yeah,
0: Davey Boy to me, like, he's a solid worker, you know, like in the ring, he's pretty good, but he's so bland. Is like when I watch him wrestle, I never that into his work because he, there's just nothing there for me to really grab onto. Uh, when I watch him wrestle, I think something like this. Is kind of good uh, because you get the two different strengths of his uh, mm-hmm. with the opponent. Something like so, with Suwama, you get the power guy. Yeah,
1: I thought like he worked p- well against Suwama,
0: and I think he like in his mind he thinks he's a great technical wrestler. Oh, he <laughs>
1: he does think that. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that that's like he's better against Suwama than Hideki uh, yeah. <laughs> overall. Like, uh, and and obviously everybody knows who knows me at all knows that I love Hideki. and think he's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, he wasn't putting his his max effort into this match, and I don't think he puts any max effort into this team with Suwama. Uh, but when the, and with Kento, he always puts in max effort, so you were able to get the most out of that. David Boy again, a solid worker. I thought him and Suwama had some good spots. Uh, Kento and Suwama uh, had some again. They've worked together a million times. Of course, they're good. Hideki, I didn't think was putting in the best he could here, but he's obviously always uh, fun. Look, uh, I think know,
1: Hideki's. I mean, I think Hideki's had some pretty good matches in all Japan. I think his his best stuff's been against Anzai.
0: Yeah, me too. I, and I really want to see more uh, more of... I just want to see Anzai face everybody, mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> who he can run down the whole roster. But Hideki, I love that. Um, If they put him in a singles match, I'd be interested in him against pretty much anybody on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag team with Suwama, I really started out negatively on. They got better as the tournament went along like yeah. with the tag team. Uh, and they're all right here. And I thought, like I said... The individual parts of this match worked okay, but I thought that as a match, it, it didn't quite do it for me. It was still good, like totally solid, but uh, the other match I thought was like, okay, this really grabbed me. This match I thought, okay, that's pretty solid, but it didn't hook me that much.
1: Mm-hmm. And so the Suama and Hideki bromance continues. I assume, or maybe they're going to swerve us and they're not going to break up? I, don't...
0: I mean, maybe. I mean, what you know, realistically... How, what's the ceiling on Suwama right now? It's, it'd be better for him to be in this tag role than, a, but
1: I, I see, but I see Suwama and Hideki being like the second or third from the top match on a big show.
0: Yeah. Hopefully they get to that singles match. That's what I thought they were going to be. I would like
1: it. to see that. I mean, yeah, Suwama yeah. actually does have some technical skills.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Underrated guy in that aspect.
1: And then in the main event for the Triple Crown, Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Charlie Dempsey in 19 minutes and 42 seconds with the Northern Lights bomb to make a second successful defense of the Triple Crown. Um, first of all, Dempsey has finally got himself over with the crowd. Now, some of that might <laughs> yeah, be shockingly. That, some of that might be also like heat on Nakajima as the invader.
0: Yeah, which and this that shows the flaw with this whole story. Like, yeah, never mind any of these two workers, like or what they built with. But what this the part of the president and the bringing the guy in? That makes no sense when you think about it. Why would you bring an invader to take on another invader when you should want to back up your own guy, like to get the title belt back? Yeah, uh, I think that was a big miss. And the fans actually took to the foreign invader uh, yeah, above yeah. Nakajima, which is a testament to Nakajima's heel. But heat Nakajima
1: was like more insulting them.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a testament to his, his skill as a heel yeah. and the troll character that we talked about. Again, I, I think it comes across not as realistic as what we saw against Kento earlier on and what I would want to see with the, this Kensuke and all that. But there's no question it's a great character for All Japan, that it totally works with the scarf, doing the Inoki call at the end, the ichini san uh, you see um these guys, you know, it's just a great gimmick overall for an all Japan guy. and somebody that meant a lot uh, in Nakajima to do a lot of great things. So yeah, I thought he was great in this match as well, just even in the ring. And I thought Dempsey did a great job. Look, here. I
1: like this match a lot. Uh, yeah, me too.
0: I thought it, it over delivered from what I expected.
1: Yeah. It. Well, I, I expected it to be good. I think between these me two too. and, um, they had, I thought the, the, the near falls that Dempsey got were pretty compelling and everything like that. And because they had set up that sort of backside bridging and everything like that. So that got a big pop yeah. when Nakajima kicked out and everything. And
0: that's and, why they did what they did the night before, this like yeah. to build up to that spot. And it worked. Like, you know, it the, worked. To, yeah. Compared to compare how the crowd reacted to Dempsey the first night he was in to this yeah. match. And you could see how successful and how good he was uh during this tour th- to get that up, and th- how good the booking was.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and then Nakajima won, of course, as I expected. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. 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 Come on. <laughs> uh So and you I
0: see you could see his dad and how he wrestles. In my opinion, like there's a lot there. Like, oh, absolutely. With him. And we we saw the ball knowers, like the true. Uh, ones who know when people caught on it, and of course, I knew this right away. But when he did, uh, Victor uh, Zangev's, uh, like twisting cattle mutilation, yep, uh, which was a great move, and uh, I thought it was, uh, really cool that he brought that out here. I don't know if his dad told him about that or he was watching tapes of that, um. Because that was back in, in the old days. Uh, obviously, everyone goes to Hashimakov for the New Japan yeah. uh, Russian guys back then. Uh, but Zangiev was good too. Uh, so I love seeing that little callback there to a very obscure uh, time. I uh, lo- love the technique from Dempsey. Uh, Nakajima was doing himself so much charisma. You know, like Nakajima could just stand there and it feels like he just has an aura that, you know, He's he had it in Noah, but they didn't capitalize on it the way mm-hmm. that all Japan is already in such a short time. Uh, you know, there was that brief period, uh, with Nakajima when he first, because uh, like when he was the champion the first time, when he was just clean cut, yeah, you brilliant. know, uh, yeah, they, they, that didn't work at all. Uh, when he lost the title and turned, he grew his hair out, he had a really strong aura about him that popped off. And they continued on with the Axis thing, which was very popular, obviously, as like a very much like, you know, brothers in arms type of deal, you know, um, almost like an idol team in a, a lot of ways. They, they were able to make him very successfully. Uh, and then he was great in that, too. But here in this match and this run in all Japan, he really has an aura of the dude, like mm-hmm. the top star that I don't think he ever really actually had in Noah, even when he was the champion. I think they've totally done a great job with that. Say what you want about this nut nut job president they have, <laughs> but this this company is using this guy really well. Doing and hitting on a lot of things cuz like I said, this was a risky proposition, Dempsey, for a lot of reasons. I mean, everybody oh, go yeah. to the WWE stuff, but just just take it at face value. We're bringing in a basically a nobody mm-hmm. and he's not ever had this kind of main event match of this length ever no. in his career and we're we're hoping that the crowd can get behind. I mean, I don't know if they wanted to get behind him, uh, but, but they did. Nakaj- Yeah, Nakajima had no problem playing into it, and he had no problem uh, getting them behind him. So it totally worked. And as I said, a bold and risky move that ended up working out well. I mean, like you said, this was a good number, uh, over 1,300 fans in Corkin and uh, this was a really good match. I was very impressed. So uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to uh, Charlie Dempsey, And Nakajima is just on a fantastic run right now. If this continues and they keep going how they're going, this could be a wrestler of the year level run like we could see in all Japan if if this goes down because he, he to me, and this, this is just me speaking now, I don't have any like inside info or data to back it up. But just for me as a fan, this is my favorite thing in wrestling right now. Uh, this run just as, and again, I'm not even somebody who loves the gimmick itself as much as anybody, but the way he's doing it is so freaking good that I just am enthralled and I can't wait to see what happens next with him.
1: Yes, you know what? I just realized I skipped over the actress girls match on day two. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> what did this you This is better than the first night, though. Um, oh, it was, it was oh, it was. Considerably better than the first night, I thought.
0: And maybe, you know, maybe the the fans just needed time for it a little bit. And yeah, they're still it, not it, was, there. it was
1: Koki and Chikagodo or Chikago and Murai Ono and Natsuki.
0: Yeah. Um, I just think that when you look at this idea uh, of bringing actress in, and everybody knows well, I mean, maybe everybody doesn't know, but they had a relationship with them in the old days, but actress they went through all of these changes. Yeah. You know, like the, the company changed. There was this big split off with Beginning Pro and then Colors and, you know, a bunch of people left. And then they said that they weren't wrestling anymore. Uh, they were entertainment. They There's even a title they have that, It's based on like the fans, pretty much. Like they they tell you that everything's a work, but the winner is decided by who had the best performance, and Mm -hmm. they actively state that, which is why they don't work a lot with other Joshi companies. Yeah, Uh, Yapi from Ice Ribbon, she did like a stream uh, when the new president of Ice Ribbon came in, and and somebody asked her about Ice uh, Ice Ribbon and actress girls, and she said that like like they said that they're not real wrestling, so that prevents other people from wanting to work with them a lot. Mm. And which is a bold deal for all Japan to, to hop into bed with him. It's clear that uh, the president, maybe Simon, whoever has their hands in this. Uh, I'm sure Suwama is, is happy to go about this. I
1: don't know, though. Uh, I'm not sure.
0: Whoever's behind it because well, somebody Chicago has to it. Is gone
1: too, and yeah. was involved in evolution. So I don't know.
0: Well, the, the fact is, somebody has to want it. They didn't just invade, and they couldn't stop them from wrestling on All Japan. At the end of the day, yep. someone had to bring them in from All Japan.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, it was just a weird thing for them, and, and with the evolution, that's an interesting talking point, too. We didn't really even get into it that much. It, it's weird that they're putting a lot on these actress girls instead of evolution. You know, like... I don't know, like, what do you think the future of Evo Girls is? Because, I mean, it's... Only a couple of people at the end of the day. Well, like, they've they got a
1: they've got a new wrestler debuting in January. So up to
0: three.
1: Back up to three. Yeah. Uh, getting more bookings everywhere. That's good too. Like like Sunday and and um,
0: do you think that that do you think all Japan will use them more or they the girls
1: more? Well, the thing is, and I when because I was talking about this on the show, it's like oh, all Japan's using the Joshi so well, yeah. But I'm also sure. it's in part because A, some of them are Suwama's trainees, and B, they yeah, using yeah. people like Mayumi Ozaki and Chihiro Hashimoto who are names.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yuki and, yeah. and so on.
1: I personally think from what I've seen
0: that Evo girls have more to offer than the people we've seen brought in from, from actress girls. With, with all due respect, yeah, I, yeah, I, I would agree. rather see, uh, see more of them. Uh, although I, I like Sumikawa uh, more, on the first night.
1: More zones, less great Asaka.
0: Well, she had nothing to offer, but the, the other three were all right. Like, yeah, besides yeah, her, were. especially, I think Sumikawa was the standout and Matsui was all right as well. Uh, You you could bring some of these people back. They showed they have some skill, at least. It's oh, not yeah, like they, sure. they were, the, you know, they were the complete bottom of the barrel people. Um, But I. uh, Ken's here. Uh, hi, Ken. Oh, he just shut the door. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, He's back from the doctor. So oh, uh, that's, that's good, good news. Um, anyway. Sumikawa was good. Uh the others have something to them. The Evo girls, um, I would like to see them because I really like Chi Chi a lot. I love mm-hmm. how everybody was on Zones bandwagon at first, but now everybody knows the OG Chi Chi respect <laughs> yeah. that now comes out ahead once again with history respecting my point of view. Although I like Zones too, of course. Uh I hope that they I would love to see them make a make this a regular thing, but I just hope that they don't, they're not so infatuated with the actress girls that they yeah. forget about Evo and, and just leave them out on the shelf, pretty much.
1: Well, uh, presumably, Suwan would advocate for them, so, hopefully.
0: Please, Suwaba, we need you.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, so, a couple of notes coming out of the show. Shitar Oshino came out and challenged Nakajima, and that's going to happen on January 27th. Um, And it was announced that Kanouzuke Takeshida is going to be working the January twenty seventh show as well. Now, hey, what do my you make... Oh, and well,
0: who better to bring in for my birthday? They knew uh, the president, despite my slandering of him repeatedly. He knew what to get me for my birthday, uh, and brought in Takeshida. And of course, this means that AEW is is unquestionably taking over the company now that we have <laughs> that one guy. Here.
1: Yes, but I think it should also show you that, like. Uh WWE does not have this kind of influence in the company that they could stop. Well,
0: I which I sports. I knew all along. Yeah. Of uh, course. uh but yeah, to I mean, freaking awesome. Like, I I love him so much. One of the best in the world. Uh AEW, he's stuck, you know, as nameless goon number three in Don Callis's <laughs> <is> stable stable. <laughs> but man, let me tell you, his match versus Darby Allen was a banger on, on Dynamite this week. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, you know, he he gave him a German suplex on the ramp, Uh and Takesha looked like a badass by the end. So I was like, good rehab to start the year. Uh, did he uh, after win? a cut? Yeah, Takasha T- did.
1: Oh, okay, that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Like it, it was a great match, and he looked badass in it. Like I said, um, I don't know if he'll win next week because they're gonna do a tag match with Sting and Darby versus Takeshi. Oh no!
3: Was,
0: yeah, so you figure Sting's guys will win. Yeah, but um, I still, like, Takasha looked great in the match. It was an awesome match. Uh, so more Takeshida in my life and all of our lives is what we need. Uh, it's great to see him,, uh, you know, and coming up, I mean, you you saw you saw what could happen. Uh, you know, it can make even people change identities in DDT at times
1: well, uh, and did you see the other announcement regarding Takeshida?
0: Yeah, him versus uh, Naya.
1: no, him versus Yuma. <laughs> And, well,
0: I know but it said Yukio Naya on oh, right graphic. yes it did I saw graphic yeah yeah the, I, right. I, I love about making these jokes that's they're not connecting whatsoever <laughs> uh, but but no uh yes uh, I mean that match is amazing I don't know why they put Naya's name on it over Yuma these two men look literally nothing alike uh and wrestling, and,
1: and that's guys, that's gonna right. be at judgment in March yeah where is that yeah show? And, oh I don't know I have to look this up but um, yeah.
0: It should yeah, be. I mean, that's, that's one of their bigger shows. Like, that's pretty much their second biggest show, second or third biggest of the year.
1: But, I mean, Takeshi is winning that,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, Tony Khan doesn't let his guys lose, so. Yeah. Yeah. And you. I mean, again, it's something that I talked about, I think nobody actually, nobody else did. I was the only one that even mentioned this, uh, that I remember. Um. But it's something I didn't like, and I kind of got talked down a little bit when I brought it up, but I didn't like, again, this is another kind of quirk I have with the Nakajima thing. I really thought they screwed up how quickly like, Aoyagi beating Kento should have been this huge moment for his character and his story arc, and they just blew past it. And then they immediately took the title off him. It was a really rushed I mean, the whole thing, it seems like with all of the disarray backstage and God knows who involved, uh, it seems like there was a lot of rushed things going on. But he has been the one that suffered the most, I would say, in the last few months because uh, he's a guy that that he felt like a great ace-like character when he was the champion. And I think he's really taken some hits lately. Uh, Another loss could happen with Takeshita. I hope the carnival is when I look for him. I'm not like panicking or anything over it, but I just don't like how they handled it. I think he should have been given more respect on the way to losing the title, then he got it. And I hope that the carnival, when that happens, they're able to use that to build him back up effectively.
1: Oh, so Judgment said Corkin.
0: Okay, well, that's not it's... even that big of a building. That's I interesting. know. Yeah.
1: yeah. But uh, It was a rough he...
0: year for DDT, like this year. Maybe they, maybe they took note of that.
1: Yeah, and uh, then he said he would like to eventually challenge for uh, Ueno's belt. I mean, I just don't see... Takesh a loser. Why? But like Yuma yeah. Yuma having a run in DDT at the top is not a bad idea to keep him occupied. Instead of just meandering and man No, tags. it's better than what he's
0: been doing. Like, yeah. for, for sure. If you you know, if you do that. And and that would be that would help DDT. It gives you a legit guy, like at the top of the card. You get a match with Akiyama you could play with in DDT. Well,
1: they 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 briefly teased that and then they dropped it.
0: Yeah, that, that was a while ago. Wasn't that like last year? That's when, no, then,
1: that's when, um, yeah, last September. That was just, yeah, was last September.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you're right. That never went anywhere. So maybe they could call back to that then. Uh, DDT has some good wrestlers. They're not my favorite company, in all honesty. I, I, I don't think they're, a, you know, just the style is not that great up and down, but there are some singular guys that could really, if you could put together a string of matches for Yuma. He could have a run just as good as his Triple Crown run outside of the Kento match that obviously you can't Like, there's nobody like that in DDT. Uh, but they have some good workers. Ueno's one of them, like a really talented yep. guy. I think Aoyagi would totally overshadow him, like in terms of charisma. Oh, and yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Ueno's a good worker. I don't think he has what Aoyagi has. But they have some other guys. Hiroshima, a legend in DDT. You, you can always put him in. Oh, for the we match.
1: talked much about Higuchi on this show, obviously.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he's like. A, the best one they could have. How great would it be if that that could lead to him going into the carnival, which is what everybody always dreams of, right? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, so So, maybe that could be the bridge to that.
1: Well, see, the interesting thing is in that Tokyo sports story, it said that all Japan had hurt its relationships with other companies. Now, I don't know what that really means, but you can see it from the whole, like, no one knew Japan have disappeared and then they're working with DDT. who will work with anyone
0: yeah like we'll give any and now we're working with actress girls and we're not even gonna tell anybody about it yeah and everyone's gonna be like what the f-?
1: yeah so. i have no but here's the thing with the ddt relationship it's more it could be more like 50 50 than having to deal with like new japan or something like that
0: i think that they've done a really good job uh, with the ddt and all japan relationship right now i, think I mean so you too. had you had the eruption team and the tag league uh, you had uh Ray Saito go into the DDT league it looked really strong they respected him a lot yeah uh, there uh you could do a lot of different stuff uh with both sides I think they've done and it hasn't been like over it's not like it's an invasion angle or something you no. know where there's all that it dominates the show and everyone's trying to fight him off it's just a a good normal back and forth relationship I think it's been pretty well done so far
1: mm-hmm. and uh well we'll see how where, where it goes because it could be pretty
0: yeah, could get even more so more uh, in-depth if this yeah. continues with
1: Aoyagi. Yeah, so that will be um, the Aoyagi's versus um, Takeshi and Hideki Okutani on the 27th. So I assume that's like Yuma's going to pin Okutani and then Takeshi's yeah. going to be Yuma.
0: Yeah, I, I if my gut says that you're right on that. But, you know, you never know. I mean, they put a little bit of a swerve with the Aoyagi uh, and Hayato and Toy Kojima thing on that show. So maybe they have something else in mind. I don't know. I mean, but, uh, we really don't.
1: We don't really know because Takeshi is officially like a dual contract. So we don't know if Khan has veto power over what they do with him. I suspect like he lost to Jericho, but that's Jericho.
0: Yeah, it's an AEW guy that he lost yeah. to. I suspect that Takeshita will not do a job to, to any outsiders, but you know, like you said, who knows? Uh, they, pop, they
1: I I bet you though that if they wanted to have Ueno finally beat him, they could do that or something. But maybe. you're not going to get you're not going to get many, I suppose.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, might my, my I think the safe bet is to say he won't job to anybody. That's not mm-hmm. an AEW guy, but may but maybe he will. Again, we can't say for sure.
1: So the next show on the fourteenth is Masanobu Fuchi's 50th anniversary and his 70th birthday party at Korakin on Saturday or Sunday January 14th that will be airing at 11:30 a.m. Japan time so it's something that you can watch live if you're like in the in North America uh, at a reasonable hour so we have the Royal Fushi Rumble <laughs> Which will be Kento Miyahara, Yuma Aoyagi, Suwama Shotaro, Shino Raiki, Honda Yuma, Anzai Minoru, Suzuki, and Hideki Suzuki, presumably in a timed battle royale, for the the and the winner faces Fuchi later in the show. Dylan, do you want to make any predictions about who is facing Fuchi on this show?
0: Who could it be? Like, who's the logical choice? Kento. That would be fun. You could do something with Wada involved.
1: But that yeah. I think that would be fun. I think I, that would be my pick, Kento. I, I, I my predictions are Kento, Yuma, but I think a couple of dark horses are Hideki and Suzuki.
0: Wow, same name almost. they the Both or Hideki sister.
1: Minoru Suzuki.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I got you. I was just uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no uh, uh yeah, that either of those would be fun. Especially Minoru if they wanted to do that. That would probably be fun for Fuchi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think it wouldn't be bad if it was one of the juniors.
1: Oh no, no, and, it's uh, just those eight guys.
0: Oh, oh, it's just those eight guys. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I still go with Kento, but I, I, I will never turn down any kind of Hideki match, uh, especially versus Fuchi. Like two st- and, and even Minoru, they could do something with two stubborn stubborn-owned bastards that just yeah. <laughs> that just want to fight each other. I could get, I could get behind that.
1: And then eight person tag. Uh, Hikaru Sato, Kotaro Suzuki Fuminori Abe and Koji Iwamoto versus Dan Tamara, Rising Hayato Atsuki Oyagi, and Ryo Inoue obviously that's building up for that Iwamoto versus Tamara match which still has not officially been announced but that's clearly where they're going and then we've got Black Mensure and Sego Tachibana for the Geyore TV title which I think could be fun yeah absolutely and uh, now this next match Dylan, I think this was created to uh, troll you. <laughs> uh, because we've got Osamu Nishimura and Kiroshio Tokyo Japan teaming together uh, versus Renayabe and Nuruki Doi. What a random four
0: people. Like, <laughs> to have having a match. Just a yeah, total randomized match.
1: It's got to fill up the card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like we need
0: somebody in this match. You guys come in. Should and then, be interesting.
1: And then we've got the World Tag Team Titles, obviously previously announced. The Saito Brothers versus Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Omori. I think the Saito need to win this. I just think it's too much overkill with Nakajima having both belts.
0: Oh yeah, totally agree. Like I, and, uh, like I said, I, I, I think that they're gonna do a breakup deal with Hokuto and Nakajima. I hear that that'll set up a singles match. I mean, but I don't think there's any reason to have them win the title.
1: Well, I mean, here's you got actually a pretty good spring because okay, so you're doing a shino and Nakajima is gonna win. I mean, yeah, I that's what it is, um, oh, yeah. Well, hopefully they do something, but it just felt like last year was his moment, and yeah, now it's things changed so much that yeah, yeah, yeah you got yeah. to go with Nakajima. That's like what's best for business, yeah. right? Yep. Um, but you've got Anzai, and you've got Hokuto, and that could take you to the carnival.
0: Absolutely, and all of those are are could be great matches.
1: Carnival starts like second weekend of April, and so you got February, Anzai, and March, Hokuto. Yep, sounds perfect to me. Yeah,
0: I see them flipping like Hokuto in February and Anzai in March,
1: maybe as well. Yeah, you could do either, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although I think if Hobuto eats the pin here, you kind of have to like build him back up a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Good point. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the most logical path to do to get you to the carnival, and you know it doesn't burn too many big matches, right? I mean, look, I wouldn't be against if they just did a Suwama versus Nakajima match either. That would be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm because that 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 could probably do a decent number in corkin for sure and everything like that yeah. so um yeah that's um all japan uh, in a state of flux both yeah. sort of big problems but also like doing some amazing things I don't, it's it's a weird uh juxtaposition of situations it could and the but the thing is it could just go downhill so quickly given what's going on so Dylan, any final thoughts about this past week of all this wrestling? A lot's happened. (laughs) Yeah. In
0: every company, I, I like this time of year. Because it shows you how they're setting up things for the future again. We talked about the Noah show. Say what you want about the main event, but they set up a lot of things for the future. And All Japan, they've done a great job for the most part. Again, there's some quibbles I have here and there, but... Still, they're doing really good like right Jiro? now. Feel... He's definitely one of them, but that's not that big of a deal. That's an undercard act. Like I'm, I'm more, cons- I'm more disappointed with Yuma like Aoyagi than right. uh, Jiro nonsense. But um, they have a lot of good things going on. They they haven't lost any kind of hotness because that's some of the things that I I saw some people mention going into the the Kento and and Nakajima match. That show was that like they were wrecking everything and and all of that and. It doesn't seem like it's it's done. made any difference really, like uh, overall for the fans in Japan. There was a little, you know, strife here and there, but for the most part, it seems like they're still rolling. Nakajima totally fascinating as champion, and I can't wait to see where they're going. Uh, Glate even had a new champion. We talked about that at the start of the show. Uh, so all things are kind of like the page has been turned from what they were doing last year. And now we're moving on to the next chapter this year. And I think all the companies pretty much have done a good job of that in Japan uh, for this very quick time period. And there's still a lot of the year left to go. So I can't wait to see where it goes in the future.
1: And um, have you watched the Tokyo Dome? I have. So taking everything into account, you've watched from Japan since the 31st, what's the best match? Cause I think you've watched more than I have.
0: Kendo I... Nakajima.
1: You think it was better than Okada and Danielson?
0: Hmm, that's close. that's
1: what I heard was the best on the dome, and that's not surprising. That
0: was the best. Yeah, like that—that that was definitely the best match in my opinion. Uh, I didn't think the dome was that great. The main event is gonna like heavily sway on your feelings on Lij, Lord, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. how inv- if you're super invested in that, then I'm sure you you loved it. Uh, but for me, that didn't hit for me. Although I will say the post match was excellent. Like w- like one of the best moments of you know that I can remember uh for both men actually I, I would mm. say um the post match was great the match didn't really do it for me Brian Okada was like amazing uh I might go with that actually uh you know over the Kento and Nakajima uh you know I've tried to I mean the triple threat was chaotic I didn't think that was a great match but it was fun I would say like by, by the end it was like everybody worked hard and all of that mm-hmm. uh There's a make sure to watch the junior tag match for TJ's new gimmick that he has. Uh, highly recommend
3: it.
1: I heard about that, yeah. Yes, Uh, now what are the chances that uh he actually believes that thing exists? (laughs) Oh, TJ, he does. I
0: I don't know, I'm not going to speak for this man. Uh, I will say that. (laughs) Uh, I have a I I I have a lot of love for the Philippines in general as a country and their culture. I have a great history with a lot of people from there, uh, so I like the I like the I like the reference. Although, <laughs> I I don't know. I can't speak for T.J. Perkins like that, but it's a very funny thing to watch. At least a very funny gym. But um, uh yeah, I'll go with Brian and, and uh, Okada. But uh, I thought the Kento and Nakajima match is right up there. Like it's very close. You can go either way. Um. And I thought, uh, like, the thing that I would say that might sway me, uh, sway me towards the Nakajima match was that ultimately the stakes were higher with the, the title on the line and the, mm-hmm. the feud they had. Although they made, like, I thought Brian did a great job of really emphasizing what happened in the Forbidden Door match and playing that into the match. And then the, the moment at the end was another great thing that we had as well. A lot of great wrestling going on right now in all the companies. I think every place you go... Maybe the whole show is not going to hit for everybody, but pretty much every company has at least something that will grab you a little bit right now. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, even Noah, I would say going forward, I think Noah, all Japan, new Japan, uh, Glate, mm-hmm. stardom, uh, you know, had their big show. Uh, I just posted a review of that on the Patreon. I mean, Sandre did. So, uh, you know, they- they've got things moving forward as well. Uh, lots of great stuff going on as the year rolls over. And I think that's the best we can hope for as fans. I heard pW
1: show. show was good in that me, uh, Yamashita, and uh, Slamovich was also really good. But I haven't got a chance to watch that yet.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that yet either, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think both of... Uh, and that'll obviously be on Wrestle Universe as well to all the Noah fans out there. You, you can watch that real easy if you get it. Uh yeah, but I think uh Yamashita is amazing, like the best worker in TGP to me. All the um you know, um uh, she she's they've got some people that are up there, but to me she's the best one, in my opinion. Um Tatsumi's close though, I will say, but mm-hmm. I also heard Re- Arena Yamashita's match was really good as well. Uh, so we'll see. Depending on your stylistic t- t- taste, uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah, good shows all around. Another company there. You put six, seven, eight companies deep that did some cool things. Uh, going forward. So really looking forward to the future and 2024 in wrestling and in life. And of course, all the stuff you guys are doing here on the Emerald flow show as well.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much, Dylan. And, uh, got any plugs? Cause I know you've got a lot. Please vote on the awards, uh, Eastern area. Go to the Twitter,
0: go to the Instagram, follow us on Instagram too. I, I do a lot of stuff on there. Uh, and I, I have some deep cuts, uh, every day I try to put a different historical fact uh, from, uh, you know, ProRes on there. Like I said, I, I've I've gone deep into some fun things in the past. Sometimes I wish people birthdays. Sometimes I shout out. I shouted out, uh, um, you know, certain people for things. I don't want to spoil anything on the dome. I almost did a second ago. Um, I did. I found. Uh, I I did a thing on Riho's sister, uh, like who wrestled like when she first came in, like 2008, uh, in there. Liger, and Dragon Gate, uh, all kinds of stuff going on there. So. Uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Please vote in the awards. We have all kinds of awards votes. We want to make them the biggest ever and want to make the awards really mean a lot for fans of Japanese wrestling. Uh, so please vote on those. Uh, Wrestle update, I do with Nello. Um, he's on post for wrestling sometimes as a writer, but he's always on with me. Uh, we're about to have our own award show there. No votes on that, just me and him talking about the best of American wrestling uh, coming up. Uh Crazy categories. It's it's a little bit lighter with him than uh, Eastern Larry is with me and Striga. Um, Lucha Talk will have a new episode soon. Uh, Dramatic Dream Dragons talking about Dragon Gate and DDT. We'll have a new episode soon. Uh, all fun stuff going on there. But uh, most importantly, please vote on the awards. I'll go on the the Discord and, and try and post it uh, uh, there, so you can easily
1: find it as well. Yeah, that's a good idea for sure. All right, Dylan. Once again, thank you so much. I always appreciate it when you come on. I appreciate you wanting me on. I always have a fun time talking to you. Hopefully the fans enjoy it as well. All right. So we'll be back in probably about two weeks because we've got the big Fuchi anniversary show. And then we've got the two big Noah shows on the 13th and the 17th with some really interesting looking matches. So, and I think Paul will be back by then and uh, we'll get another report on his uh, uh, time in Japan. And I forgot to ask him if he shook Fukuda's hand or not. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we could find out how that landed if it happened.
0: The big scoop uh, there. us <laughs> did he big time the president?
2: I, I don't next know. Time to find out.
1: <laughs> all right. So we will see you
2: in two weeks. Bye. Hey, everybody. My name is Jesse Collins, and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentlemen's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On the Gentlemen's Wrestling Podcast we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro-wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro-wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture, and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro-wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro-wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television.